You know, Adam, it's funny how you can say like one sentence and then just take that sentence, replace it with a bunch of synonyms, and it becomes a whole different sentence. Valid point. For example, yes. you know, the sentence, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned, mm. is not the same thing as saying, sorry, Daddy, I've been naughty. <laughs> but you know what they have in similar, you oh. know what they have uh, in common? What? Both those sentences lead to sex. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it be in the Catholic Church mm-hmm. or in the home that you grew up in. Choke me, Daddy. <laughs> Spit in my mouth. So, how have you been, starting man? Starting things off with a pedophile joke. As as per usual. Mike is always concerned. Uh-huh. Pedophilia, incest. Mm-hmm. I mean, pedophilia is disgusting, but incest is hilarious. It's hilarious, I yes. It, it's a weird line where it's drawn. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean, know what it is when you're, like, of age and consenting. And then when you're on, like, Pornhub, it's the same thing. <laughs> pedophilia just, and incest. I mean, then you have to just, like... Like believe that these two people are related. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not like showing you any proof of that. I know they look nothing alike. There's a huge age gap between them. Usually, <laughs> or not usually. It's always like the stepmother is usually like, what like two years older than the guy. <laughs> that could happen. Maybe maybe five. It's but, as yeah. big as your dad. <laughs> I still don't understand people who can watch that one. Uh, on mute. Just skip the story part and get to the sex, dude. I guess. But it's like if you already know, sure. just, it just feels icky. Okay, then, then you full screen it so you don't have to read the title. Because the title when, disappears. When it's the stepmother ones, yeah. like those, the girl's not saying, or the guy's not saying like, oh, it's as deep as your mom's. Or, They're as big as your mom's. It's as like, deep as my mom. Because <laughs> I would know that. It's nothing weird like that. It's sure. purely... I don't know. It's, it's just purely Step-daddy, the love. Stepdaddy, stepdaughter? Yeah. yeah. It's purely for the love. Oh, sure. Of the taboo. Yeah. Of, of pissing off the mom. That's the most important part. That's true, yes. Pissing off the mom. Yeah. Which Girl like gets everybody... mad at mom. Yes. And then goes to hit on her boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. And then it's so confusing. Yeah. But it, it just, it, it always leaves gonna me happy. It's going to be a whole happy. generation of weird boundary issues coming <laughs> up soon, I guess. <laughs> well, I think the Bible started that all, didn't it? hey <laughs> Buddy, how have you been? Has it been, how long has it been? Two, two weeks. Two two years? Two, two years two weeks? or weeks? Well, last time Months? I saw you, I was 32 years old. That's right. La- today, I'm 33 years old. You've so gained a year. been at least a year. And you've probably gained a pound or two of muscle. Of, of muscle. I did, go to the, muscle. I did go to the gym yesterday. I'm very tired. He's very protein-packed these days. I did have some protein powder when I got <laughs> home. Just saying. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Um, but that's, uh, I guess that's where we're at. Yeah. 2017, Mike. We got one more after this one to do. I don't want to do 2018. You know what? It's a painful. 18. You know, we say all the time, that's that's the year we don't touch. That's right. Yeah. Because when it gets to 18, then it's just like, I'm not that interested There's like anymore. no challenge to it anymore. You know? <laughs> it's just <laughs> not like, it's not, it's not interesting. No. It's not... It's not innocent anymore. Yeah, there's like an allure <laughs> to the teens and tweens, right? Yes. But when you get to 18, it's like... It's just a whole different story. Whatever. <laughs> I know. So it's just like you, you try to move on, but we might as well throw one in for the kids. Let's throw in a 17. That's where we're at. 2017, baby. 2017. One more final 
big bang before we graduate. Correct. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, we have a couple of things we got to talk about before we dive right into these to this 17 mm. right here. We're on Spotify now. That's Isn't that right. freaking cool? I saw your post of that. Yeah. And I, I didn't even know that we had been missing out on the Spotify train. Well, I, on I, everything I else had, under the sun. That was something that like I, I kept meaning to do. So this is completely on me. Okay. So if you're listening to this, maybe it's on Spotify. I'm not sure. But if you want to listen to us on Spotify, we're on. You can subscribe to us there. And then, like I said on Facebook, if you follow us there, yes. you can listen to our rev- a review on Spotify. Then go. On that same Spotify, listen to the album we were talking about, yes. and then comment and let us know how wrong we were. On the Spotify? Maybe. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure how Spotify works. <laughs> or do you just leave stars for Spotify? Well, uh, five or more stars, please. That would be great. Five or more. Yeah. Okay. If, there's more, if there's a way to leave more than five stars, please do that. Um, I'm very intrigued by this. We are. We've been on every other campaign that's out there. True. Every other podcast vehicle. Now we're available wherever podcasts are sold. I was listening to our 2017 best ofs, and you mentioned another random thing that we're on, and I like I had never <laughs> heard of it, nor have I heard of it since. But you mentioned it on one episode that we're now on, like you know, I don't, I can't even remember what it was called. It was like Woodchuck Podcast or something like Woodchuck. that. Woodchuck. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. There was another platform that like was trying to build um, a collection of mm, podcasts on their thing. And so I was like, sure, here's our RSS feed. Thank you. That's and literally all I had to do for Quickly them. went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're doing great. Please subscribe to them. Are we still on there? I have no idea. I don't even that's remember the name of that. Woodchuck Podcast. At- <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't even remember the name of the, the platform. But yeah, but so after great this, news. We're on Spotify now. So And possibly this might be our one and only episode. On Spotify? Because right? of what we were just discussing. And they're going to listen to this. Are they oh, like... We have to take you off of Spotify Arch now. rivals with Woodchuck Podcasts? <laughs> Either that or just our discussion of pedophilia incest they're gonna be like hmm mm. i don't know about these guys mm. we were allowed to let michael jackson still play on spotify that's true chris brown still chris brown r kelly yes <laughs> all the famous po- pedophiles. all the all the famous pedophiles are allowed to <laughs> but be the on pedophiles spotify with podcasts <laughs> is a very very small niche group that's a that trademarked sh- adam, adam <laughs> Gort, pedophiles, podcast. pedophiles <laughs> podcast or is it podcast for pedophiles there you go <laughs> tune in for P4P with Adam G. <laughs> Wincest podcast. Oh! <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. But anyway. I just, wanted to make that an, I just wanted to make that announcement. So okay. we're, on, we're on Spotify now. Um, and, hope, and I know a lot of you listeners are out, th- out there are Spotify users. So if this is easier for you to listen to the podcast and whatever albums you like, then, then do just, it. Just I ain't your it. mom. Then you can look up all 97 albums that Mike listened to in 2017. Oh, my God. And review them accordingly. 110. Oh, God. I thought I was exaggerating. <laughs> nope. <laughs> this, was, this was like one of the – I think this was the year that like Dave started giving us like every recommendation that he had. And, <laughs> right. and, I, and of course, like you know, I'm not going to tell our listeners we can't – I'm not going to listen to the album they recommend. So I, I listen to all of it. <laughs> but the honorable mentions episode was so hilarious because yeah. you only highlighted, you know, 10. But then like the other 92 <laughs> albums you had listened to, yep. you quickly just talked about and just said, said their name and moved on. And I said a name, maybe a slight insult, and then moved on. <laughs> it was really one of the most funniest episodes is that I believe that's mentions. Daniel's 
He's he's gone on and said it multiple times. That's his favorite episode of the Skinny <laughs> of all time. And I went back to listen to it not maybe like a three four months ago. Mm-hmm. He's right. It's it's the best it's pretty damn podcast good. we've ever done. So, but today can we top that? Let's do it. Let's do it. Woo! But first, we're going to talk about our boring ass lives. Ah, nobody gross. cares. Well, well, I guess we gotta we gotta uh, ease our way into it. Yes, seventeen. Uh, <laughs> uh, if this is your first pot, if this is your first episode, which might be possible because now we're on Spotify, uh, we are we are uh, categorizing, categorizing, cataloging, <laughs> cataloging. <laughs> what did I say? Cataloging. Cataloging. We are cataloging. Um, the past decade uh, leading up to our end of the year discussion in just a couple of months, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, we are going to be discussing 2017, not just in the great music and not so great music, but also in our personal lives. It's been a decade. Yes. It's crazy. Go back and listen to the other seven that we've done. Yes. And uh, please enjoy this one. We now, Adam, you don't. Ha- you're. You're. I. I only wrote three and a half pages. This yeah, week. you. You didn't write as much as your last like three years. Now, when we get into eighteen, that might change a little bit. Something changed in Adam's life. Something changed, and may or may not have been for the better. It started in October of 2017. Because <laughs> right. Mike, like, even just asked me right now, didn't Don get pregnant in 2017? I'm like, yeah, but not till October. Yeah. And then like, you should at least talk about that. Every was, there was vomit and vomit and vomit. Yeah, and darkness. That's like, all I remember. Yeah, just like just like the first pregnancy. <laughs> Copy paste. <laughs> Three and a half pages later, covered in vomit. <laughs> there we go. No, but all I do right. have some questions regarding that. Whenever you get there, we will get there. Yeah. So 2017. <clears throat> Looking back on 2017, it feels like a year that was somewhat forgettable until I really start to process everything that happened. It would end up being the final year of being a one-child-only family. Oh, my God. As well as losing one of my favorite rock icons. Mm. Mm. You lose one, you get one. Mm. <laughs> well, also, we, we lost we lost Chris Cornell, but we got Iris. <laughs> Fair trade? <laughs> Did we get any other rock icons this year? I guess we'll figure that out later. Maybe. Okay. I actually don't talk about it. Um, I figured we talk about it when... You talk about yours. Okay. Yeah. I'll show you yours. You show, you, yeah. If you show me mine, I'll show I'm, you I'm yours. I'm still going to show you mine. You, okay. Whether or not you show me yours, entirely up to you. Okay. <laughs> Balls in your park. Balls everywhere. Literally. Also, watching Nora move on to a new era of growth in starting preschool. The beginning part of the year was fairly mundane as I continued to bask in the glow of the Cubs World Series win. Every random baseball fan continued to question my allegiance and whether I was bandwagoning, as is tradition of the local sports teams of the area. Well, you know, you, why don't you show them your leg and <laughs> exactly. show them what a bandwagoner looks like? Mike and I got together for the Super Bowl once again, with Erica being added to the mix for the first time. Sort of. Speaking of which, that was a very short-lived podcast that she introduced on the last episode, wasn't it? Oh yes, absolutely. Yes. Did <laughs> the you enjoy Slender with Erica? <laughs> the Slender. When do I have time to talk to her about her past relationships? Literally anytime she's here. No. I need it to be recorded <laughs> so I can put it on my iPod and, and your listen own... to it whenever I want. Whenever you want, yes. On I, your terms. I can't sit down and have a conversation with somebody without being interrupted Podcasting by three is... or more people. Podcasting has ruined your life. Ruined. <laughs> anyway. I'll let her know. <laughs> Mike and I got together for the Super Bowl once again, this time with Erica. Mike cheered on his Falcons 
as they took a convincing lead into halftime. My favorite team. At 21-3. to Though we would watch Mr. Brady gradually bring the Patriots back for an epic OT win that both the Falcons and the officials seem to not be paying attention to for those last remaining 30-plus minutes. That's true, huh? <laughs> I forgot about that. When you rewatch that, there's, there's a lot of penalties that maybe were, were not called. Maybe the, maybe know, the umpires the were... Oh, not the umpires. But <laughs> maybe the referees were just a little tired. You know, it's a long day. The Patriots won 34-28 to in overtime and established themselves as the only AFC team that can go to a Super Bowl now that Peyton has retired. Period. Every other AFC team... The Los Angeles Chargers, mm-hmm. who, the Baltimore who, Falcons. Wait, yeah. I mean Ravens. <laughs> who are the Who are the Patriots going to play in the Super Bowl this year, Adam? Uh, th- maybe the Bears. You never know. It's going to be the Bears. We'll see. Sometime late in 2016, I decided to take Mike up on his top 100 albums of all time oh, challenge. Yes. And I spent about three solid months compiling this list. That was fun. It was pretty amazing to go back into all of my archives of albums to process through which ones were officially my favorite slash best of my entire life. I relived all of the Doors albums I had absorbed in the late 90s that initially got me into music. Relived all of my experiences of getting into 80s hair metal and eventually into grunge in the 90s and then into the warped scene of the aughts and beyond. We into the teens and tweens. I How dove. many albums do you think off the top of your head right now, give or take, would you have would you be adding post twenty seventeen? Adding to that one hundred top one hundred list. I believe I've added like maybe well, five or six. Okay. Cool. Since then? That's a good number. That's about it. Yeah. Um let's see. Wait, so you've just been adding them like Oh yeah, oh, my my you... list is accurate. Oh, okay, my next step is 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 convincing me to update mine. No, no, not, uh, you can do that whenever you want to. <laughs> but my list, my next goal is to refine my albums one hundred and one through two hundred. Oh wow! Because well, I guess you can do that now because everything's mathematical. For that's you. right. It's easy. Very it's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I've wasted my life. <laughs> Those podcast episodes are a long listen, spanning from February through April. But we're still pretty enjoyable to go through. Kind of like these. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and to see how our three fans were inspired to work on their lists was also pretty amazing. <laughs> three and only three. <laughs> Mike and I did attend the Bring Me the Horizon Under Oath Beartooth show in April, which overall was good. Yep. <laughs> It was good. I think I had a better time than you did, but it was good. It was good. There obviously were some issues with the lighting and the overall demographics of the crowd being under 18 was pretty bizarre. Especially that girl in front of us with her father husband. Yes. (laughs) That made me so uncomfortable. Oh, my God. I think they – I don't know what was going on there. Oh, I think we know what was going on there. (laughs) I knew this would be my last show for a long time as I knew the drive – was not in me as it once was. I and talk I about that away. a little bit. Even getting out of that goddamn venue, just to like go to the bathroom, and like just in this long maze of a line. And who did we run into when we were on our way to the bathroom? That same very obvious <laughs> underage girl and her daddy grandpa <laughs> boyfriend. They were in love. That's I all mean, we, that's daddy all in both the figurative and literal <laughs> sense. <laughs> she just sat there on sitting on top of the fence, Filming the show on her phone yeah. the entire time, right in front of my face. Yeah. So that's all I saw was the show. Well, through you can her watch phone. it through her phone, you yeah. know? Hopefully she put it on YouTube. I can watch <laughs> it later. Lest we forget that Adam and his family went on a cruise that year. That's right. During the four days at sea, there was about six hours of enjoyment. 
<laughs> You're such a curmudgeon. Dude. <laughs> I, <laughs> I went into details about this on our podcast at the time. It's May of 2017. Okay. It's called C Dub or something like that. Oh, named after the DJ yeah. of, the, of that cruise. Something like that. Um, I can see some elements of being on a cruise that are fun if you do not have small children. Luckily, we were able to leave her with the other kids for a chunk of time, which fed into my own issues of abandonment from when my parents would just, would just drop me off at random places and take off. Holy shit. <laughs> Here, stay with these people. Bye. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs> Luckily, Nora did not seem to mind. <laughs> Everything about the experience was bizarre in its own weird way. Period. Sure. I mean, being cramped in a, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm guessing like a very, very tiny room with yes. your family. Yes. Yeah. Being forced to go on various activities. Planned activities. Yeah. Of course, this was the year we got the bug to start filming our drive-by curious documentary. Adversity. Which <laughs> ended up being pretty fun. We went to Colton the day after the show, the Bring Me the Horizon show. And we filmed our scenes. The editing process was stressfully hilarious. And filming the interviews was pretty fun as well. Unfortunately, the rest of the world did not seem to care too much about it, as it lavishes at 43 views on YouTube. We are victims of the YouTube algorithm. Somehow went down in the past year. What? I swear it was at 46 last time I checked. <laughs> we lost views? <laughs> Three views. In the we last... were confiscated views? <laughs> I don't know. I could have swore last time I checked it was at 46. Google! Check this week, it was at 43. Oh my god. I really feel I would have continued doing doing these fun videos into the future. But I knew I could not devote the time to it for such little interaction. Eh, we tried. <laughs> it was still really fun to do. It was pretty damn fun. Yeah. All right. Baseball season would start again with a feel that no one had felt for a very long time. World champion Chicago Cubs going out to defend their title. Of like course. A, like a wrestler. And if yes. you beat and if you beat the champs, you become the champs. Yes, right. And they carried their belt out before every game <laughs> to some weird like post grunge song with some pyrotechnics coming down. Of course, I would go to as many games as possible when they came to town, um, as they were going to be in L.A. and San Diego from May 26th through May 31st. I decided to avoid the L.A. games, of which they lost all three, though I would buy tickets for all three games in San Diego. I went to one of those. The first one was on Memorial Day, and I attended with Don and Nora. Finally, I could share a Cubs game with my daughter, and she will go and have a great time and understand where my love for the team comes from and will bond and it will be beautiful. Nope! <laughs> it was a cold, overcast day in San Diego. And she threw a tantrum as soon as we got out of the car in the oh, parking boy. structure, complaining how cold it was. She did play at the little kids' park out behind the stadium, but that is the only place she wanted to be. Made sense for a four-year-old. She struggled to sit through the game and fell asleep somewhere in the sixth inning. The Cubs would lose that game 4-2. to two. The next night, I drove down to San Diego by myself for the game, thinking I would have the same memorable experience as I had the previous August. This experience was pretty bland overall, as I sat in the left field bleachers and watched the Cubs lose again, 6-2 to two this time. The next day, Mike and I were going to the game, and we recorded a podcast before leaving, including discussing the death of my favorite lead singer. Oh. What was the name again? Um, though it was a good Christian day... Christian something? <laughs> though it was a good day to hang out with my friend, 
the Cubs still stunk it up and lost 2-1, to one, and hence be swept six games in a row by the Dodgers and Padres. Can't win them all. I was not feeling very hopeful for the season, as the Cubs were now 25-27 and 27 at the end of May, but only two and a half games back in the division. We'll see what happens. Well, like going into those games, too, you know, it's, it's a very different energy. Very you different know, energy. The previous year, you were being told by pontificators yes. that, oh, maybe this is the year. Oh, they, maybe, they have a great maybe. team this year. No, it's like... Because they're team, doing something. The, is this a World Series hangover? Yeah. <laughs> hangover, huh? <laughs> During this year, the Blackhawks had started to look like the dominant team they were again. Remember the Chicago Blackhawks? I remember them. The national hockey team? I, I remember okay. hockey. <laughs> they would finish... I went to a Blackhawks game once. That's right. They would finish the season in April with the best record in the conference. Hell yeah. 50-23-9. I followed most of the season and remember them winning 12 games in a row at one point. Optimism was high going into the playoffs, though they got swept in the first round by Haley Williams' favorite team, the Nashville Predators. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> because during that whole run, because the Predators went to the, to the Stanley Cup Finals, uh-huh. they kept on showing Haley Williams at games oh. with, with the two other members of the band. Oh, well, there we were go. Like, Hey, Haley Williams likes the Nashville Predators, everybody. Good on her. Well, I'm sure she's no stranger to a bunch of Predators <laughs> following her around, so she might as well follow Predators Especially around. Especially Um So the Nashville Predators would go on to make the finals, but lose to the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Stanley Cup final. That was highly disappointing, but who cares? There's always the Cubs. On May 18th, I would learn that my favorite singer of all time, Christian, no, <laughs> Chris Cornell would hang himself in a Detroit hotel room Oof. after one of their shows. The worst way for a musician to go to. <sighs> after going through all of my albums in the previous months, reliving what both the Soundgarden albums and his solo albums had meant to me through those years, I could not help but feel very depressed about this for some time after. It shook so much of my faith in music, and I did not have too much of an outlet for this other than the podcast. The senseless nature of it would be the most confusing part, as there is still no other clear-cut reason to understand why he did this, other than being angry and impulsive in the moment. Yeah. For some dumb reason, I thought it would be a good idea to listen to all of his albums the week I was driving to San Diego for the Cubs games. This was a bad idea, as I grew increasingly depressed as I remembered how much emotion and hope had been tied into those songs through the years. All of my issues with friendships came back, the hopes of making it as a band and then having to come to the realization it was not going to happen. I listened to his albums constantly during my years of playing in bands and writing songs, and there was always a small sense of hope within the darkness that I could make something out of this. The same thing happened in 2002 when Lane Staley died, but I guess I figured it would not happen in the same way as so many years had passed. Mm. Like, I'm so much more mature now. I know how to handle death. Right. Nope. (laughs) When it's somebody who's like, you know, especially when you create art too, and, and, and the way that that art has that art from that person inspired you. And like a lot of your like drumming is inspired by like, you know, grunge music and, and, and and the music that you've listened to. Cause everybody's like, Oh, my my favorite singer died. I'm going to go listen to his albums now. Yeah. Like, don't do that. No, that's a a bad idea. No, (laughs) there's no reason to just open up that wound and feel awful. Cause I don't bring it up over here. Cause I figure we just have like more of a free form talk about it. But 
Same thing happened to me <laughs> this I guess year. So, oh fucking shit! <laughs> and then I did the exact, I did the exact same process as you because, yes, you know, just like with Christian Cornell for you, like, yes, um, um, you know, Lester Bennington for me is <laughs> Lester. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, he was my kind of gateway into like hard rock and, you know, and and realizing that like, there 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 there's music out here for like outcasts and people like me right and yeah and i would take his music and i would be inspired me to listen to this band which would inspire me to listen to this band which would so he so chester and lincoln park were very much a influence in the my music taste and exactly listening to like hybrid theory and um the one after hybrid theory meteora meteora and, and you know one after that i forgot um, minutes to midnight. There you go. Yeah, and you know, and and all the, and, the, and listen to their change and how they would evolve their sound and and how I respected them for that. And, and even though I didn't like all of their albums, you know, right. I, I, I would still it, it got it got me emotional too. The same same thing, you know. When we not in a good way, and, unfortunately, yeah. not in a good way. So unfortunately, a mere two months later, Chester Bennington would suffer a similar fate. Yeah, though I had not been a fan of him except in the previous couple of years. There were still a million different memories of him and that band from all those years past and how much I had loathed. <laughs> I had loathed them when they were new. Yeah. I really, like, you know, I bonded with other people over our hatred yeah. of Lincoln Park and, in 2001. And, and, and even, like, in hindsight, too. In, in 2001, you hear, hear these, hear these wannabe goths who are, like, implementing, like, grunge and hard rock and alternative rock and rap and frosted making this tips. And frosted tips and red hair and an asian rapper and like all these weird exactly. new things that it's like new. on paper shouldn't make sense and i guess to some people's ears doesn't make sense even to this day mm. and like it's so it's easy to hate on them but like exactly. for me too like i get the same energy and inspiration from like even like a band today, like Issues, who was doing something similar. They're bringing like all these cool little elements and putting it together. I had that same inspirational spike back in two thousand one when Lincoln Park hit the yes. scene. You know, yes, they're gonna be around forever, forever. Stay forever. safe, Tyler Carter. Forever. Stay safe. I don't know. He seems happy. Okay, good. Uh, on the surface, but I mean, I thought the same <laughs> thing about Chester fucking Benton. Of course. Um, let's see. Overall, I was just happy that I had given them a chance and actually enjoyed some of his work along the way. Time went on and the podcast flourished as I now actually felt we had a legitimate community of active participants. <laughs> also feeling we were making some friends through the show. Yeah. In June, Nora started attending preschool and it was great to see her do well with the adjustment. Three months earlier in March, I had waited outside of the school at 5 a.m., as registration started at 6 a.m., and it was only first come, first serve. I arrived at the school, and there were already about seven cars waiting to get into the parking lot. They unlocked the parking lot about 5.30, and we all stu- stupidly rushed to get our place in line. <laughs> yes, I stood out in the cold and dark for 30 minutes with other retarded parents as we all f- filled out the two forms to, le- to at least save our child's place in line, and then we could bring back the rest of the registration packet later that morning. We really only did this for the convenience of only having to drive a couple of miles to her preschool. Right. That was the only reason. We could have found plenty others that didn't make us do this kind of stupid stuff. But right. It was just right up the street. And also, oh my God, we got to get her out of the house. <laughs> Otherwise, we would not have gone through this much stress. <laughs> she did very well at this preschool, despite the Christian indoctrination that they were teaching her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, she could, and she could stay from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. 
if we just continued paying them. Speaking of Christian indoctrination, I think this story is worth sharing on the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I baby. Some of you may know. I think I shared this on the show that I babysat Adam's girls a couple of weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> Not ten minutes after Adam and Don left, Nora comes to me, completely unprovoked. I didn't say anything. I was just hanging out with his youngest. Yes. And he comes Are you to me. Sure, you didn't open up a Bible and say, "Nora, let's talk about." <laughs> Nora, let's 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 go read some of your favorite stories. <laughs> no, she comes to me unprovoked, and she goes, "Mike." Did you know that back then they used to kill babies, but then God stopped it, and they don't do that anymore. And you know, and I you go, tell her how she was wrong, and it was actually God that was killing the babies during I, the plague of Jerusalem. Part of me was like, hmm, should, do I? No, I'm not going to do it. Well, what's weird is that Dawn was showing her the prince of Egypt. Yeah, the, and, the I, and I asked the two of them when they got back, and she's like, and Don was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and she was like, "She watched the Prince of Egypt, and now yes. that like part traumatized her when yes. they were like sacrificing babies." Well, it was just like the the, the this white spirit ish thing, yeah. going into the homes and stealing the breath away from all yeah. of the firstborn boys, <laughs> right? Her being and, and a girl, the Pharaoh's child dies. Yeah, her being a firstborn girl, She's she has nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry. She's good. About. She's Jewish and everything. Until she's until she until you guys decide to sell her for a few shillings and a couple of goats. Mm. She has nothing to worry about. That reminds me. Anyway. <laughs> What's her market um, value these <laughs> So like I said, she could stay there from seven AM to five PM, Monday through Friday, as long as we continued paying them. That's a good that's a good amount of time. What a world. I know. It's like it's like why even have a daughter? The Cubs season finally started turning around in July, as they went sixteen and eight. And started pulling away in the division. Hell yeah. They would finish the season 92-70 and 70 and move on to the divisional series against the Nationals, of whom they play against today. Adam's Daniel. currently watching that game right now. Daniels Nationals. <laughs> Get out of here, Daniel. <laughs> I remember during the final week of the se- season was when I sold my drums. Oh, yes. Uh, that was an adventure. Sold my drums for good, as a nice man offered me way too much money for them. <laughs> Thank you, Internet. Yeah, he didn't even, he didn't even fight nope. the price down at all. They had been collecting dust in Mike's garage for the last couple of years, and I knew I had no future in sitting at them again. Letting them go was a good thing for me in the long run, though I still wish I could have tried to teach Nora as she got older. The Cubs had an epic division series against the Nationals that went five games and ended with a crazy 9-8 to game in Game 5. After numerous miscues and other improbable things that can sometimes just happen in baseball. They would go on to play the Dodgers, again, in the NLCS. And I could just tell that there was very little gas left in their tank going into that series. They would lose to the Dodgers, again. They would lose the first two games in L.A. in relatively dramatic fashion for the Dodgers as they came back to win both games. They lost Game 3 at Wrigley, 6-1, to and I pretty much had to concede this would be the end. Game 4 was pretty awesome, as the Cubs would hold on to win 3-2, to but I still knew it would take some sort of miracle for them to come all the way back. Game 5 was over by the third inning, as the Dodgers went up 7 nothing and eventually won 11-1. to I turned off the game after the Grand Slam was hit to make it 7 nothing, and just tried to accept that I would not be having the same memorable offseason as I had had the year before as the Cubs only scored eight runs in those five games. Mike texted me the screenshot of the score after the Grand Slam. I cannot remember what I texted back, but I think I pretended I hadn't noticed. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think he texted me back. Yeah. I was driving at the time. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like driving and listening and then it just said, there's a long drive, deep right field, grand slam. And I was just like, hmm, you know what's more fun to listen to? The Shit Rick Says podcast. <laughs> Here uh, on my iPod. And then Mike texted me like five minutes later. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least the Dodgers would lose the World Series in seven games. So that felt good. Good. Yes. On their home field, they lost. Yeah. It? But you know what? As of, as of 2017, Adam, how many years has it been since the Cubs won the World Series? One. One. One year. I felt, I'm sure that felt good to say. Dramatically, the San Diego Chargers decided to up and move to Los Angeles, mm. also known as Carson, California, mm. sometime earlier in the year. Overall, I felt this was a good thing because they had done nothing but lose like losers for so many seasons prior <laughs> that I figured any change would be a good thing. They started out the season 0-4, but would rally and finish 9-7, and though they barely missed the playoffs. I was feeling hopeful for future seasons, finally being out of the old Qualcomm Stadium slash House of Shame. I went to Qualcomm Stadium in that year, too. That's wow, right. what a fucking shithole. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Weren't the 1960s great? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Bears would finish 5-11, and 11, and no one saw them improving anytime soon. I was at AutoZone sometime in December, and the worker asked me if the Bears were going to make the playoffs this year. You were wearing a jersey or a hat? <laughs> I was wearing my sweatshirt. Yeah. At that point, I remember they were 5-10. and 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the last week of the season. Um, I already knew that he knew nothing about football <laughs> and just said, Maybe some other decade, but not this one. (laughs) (laughs) In October, all of my ejaculating into a tiny cup finally paid off. Hey-o! And Dawn informed me that her pregnancy test came back positive. Now, we had talked about a second child for the past couple of years. Oh, here we go. You you already answered the question I was going to ask. But I had not been in any rush to restart that terrible process again. We knew since she had had trouble getting pregnant the first time, we would have to go through IVF again. I assumed that since it took two years for the first one to work out, it would probably take close to that time this time, close to that long this time around. Wrong. (laughs) Probably six months after starting to try, she is leaving a pregnancy test out on the counter with a picture of a sperm taped to it. (laughs) 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 And the sperm was saying something like a simple yes or no. (laughs) (laughs) I came home from work and it was right there on my bathroom counter. Like a little sperm, a smiling sperm on top of the pregnancy test with two lines on it. (laughs) I remember telling her that I was both excited and frightened all at once. (laughs) Oh, again, you hope for the best. You know, anything can happen at the beginning of a pregnancy. Her morning sickness with this one was awful. Maybe this time around, or no, her morning sickness with the last one was awful. Maybe this time around, it will be better. Nope. By early November, she was already having severe nausea issues and was unable to do most things other than rest. She got her new job as an academic advisor for an online continuation school during this time and was able to learn the job and start working while dealing with the nausea issues. I think she started the job like on October 23rd. Mm. So it was like right after we found out she was pregnant. Weekends, she was basically laid out, and I struggled to entertain myself with Nora for most of the winter. We did drive up to Sacramento for Thanksgiving, and I remember her being very sick for most of the trip. Furthermore, Nora puked in the car on the way up after drinking some bad milk at the hotel. That was not fun. It's just like one of those things where you hear your kid coughing in the back. 
And then they tell you, like, I'm all sticky. I'm all sticky. It starts to smell bad. (laughs) And it was, like, nothing but, but like, trees on Mm -hmm. the middle of the five freeway or whatever whatever freeway we were on. No shop shop vac within sight. Right. Either way, I was still happy that Dawn finally got a teaching job, as she had been struggling with the speech pathology job since she finished school in 2015. It was finally the career she had always wanted – and she was able to work from home, which was a bonus. Yeah. As for my interactions with Mike, Mike's world during this year, it became less and less. Oh, sorry. <laughs> as for my interactions with Mike's world during this year, it became less and less as he disappeared into his new relationship. Less I, and less. I still came over every weekend, bro. Less and less. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I hoped for the best and tried to stay out of it, as is my style. The end. Really, you felt like I, I, I was I was being distant from you in 2017. I don't think you were. It was just you were busy doing your thing. We still had like shows every weekend, man. I know. Really? And then you were gone. <laughs> you were mentally As... with Erica all the whole time you were with me. It's fine. <laughs> oh what? What you said something about an album? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just I was dreaming about, about making love to. <laughs> My beautiful wife like to be. Every podcast, Mike, is, is, is with Erica mentally. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. No, it was just like you, you were busy with her. That was fine. Sure. We got together. We recorded but then I, yeah. but then four, I 48 you. episodes in 2017 yeah. out of 52 weeks. <laughs> sure. So because like we missed like maybe like two weeks, we were like, to, oh, I, my friendship with Mike is over. <laughs> I've neglected to mention going to the beach for Erica's birthday. Oh, I bring it up. In June of 2017. Yeah. So that was cool. That was really fun. It reminded me how much... Is that the first time Nora went to the beach? Yes. Yeah. And the last. <laughs> <laughs> she seemed to have a good time. You know what's great about being covered in sand and salt is when you have a four-year-old covered in sand and salt. <laughs> I brought Zoe to the beach for the first time at age two. She fucking loved it. Of course. Yeah. There was a lot of people that day, I remember. Oh, my God. It was too busy. I think we chose the wrong beach. <laughs> I just remember, like, gradually growing more and more. It looked like one of those crazy Brazilian beaches that, like, have no place to, to move. Yeah, yeah. There's too many people. <laughs> I was like, well, this is still comfortable. Yeah. I re- it reminded me why I stopped going to the beach when I was, like, 12. Because I was just like, yeah, so everything's sticky. So you didn't join me at the beach last week? I don't remember being invited. Huh? I don't remember being invited to your birthday I told you beach. guys about it last like a couple weeks ago. I don't remember oh, anything God. about it. Well, you That's guys probably wouldn't have been able to make it anyway because you have a you know, one-year-old. I know. And what's even better about it, having a one-year-old at the <laughs> beach is the sand in the hand and the mouth and, you know. Blah, so, blah, 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 blah. Well, I don't bring any of this up right <laughs> here, but like last week at the beach, I was wearing my sunglasses in the water. I was bodyboarding with my, yes. with my 11-year-old. Great time. Yes. One of the waves overtook me. I tumbled in. I tumbled in said wave. Yes. Lost my glasses. In the ocean. In the ocean. The ocean ate my glasses. Whatever. Big deal. Whatever. I'm sure that happens. I wish I could have my glasses back. I'm bodyboarding with my daughter still, glassesless. Why did you have your glasses on in the first place? Because I always wear my sunglasses in the water. Do you have like a strap on? No. This is literally. This has literally never happened before. I promise you. That might anyway. be a good idea in the future. <laughs> I know. In the future, I'm not wearing my sunglasses in the ocean. Anyway, this has never happened before. Anyway, I'm bodyboarding, continuing bodyboard with my my wonderful daughter in in in, in the ocean of uh, close to Oceanside, and and uh, another wave overtakes me. Yes. Whatever, big deal. I'm tumbling in the water. Yes. No, no big whoop. I think Joel Birch talked about this. <laughs> 
I, yeah, now I know all what all those medical right. bands were worried about. Ollie Sykes <laughs> as well. Don't let me drown. Underwater, I feel my shorts coming down. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you forget your drawstring that day as well? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> my my shorts almost completely come off. Mm. Remember, I'm completely submerged, tumbling in the water as this is happening. Right at the knees, I pull my shorts up, and then I stand up. I, and it's like I, I get washed up to a place where I can stand up. I stand up, and I realize the button of my shorts was washed away, taken oh, by the no. ocean. <laughs> and I cannot keep my shorts up, just a zipper alone. So I walk over, let my wife-to-be know, who's just hanging out in the shade and stuff, and tell her, well, I gotta go find a board shop, because I cannot... And this is like an hour into yes. playing in the ocean, right? I cannot... And, 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 I don't have my car. We took the train there. What kind of button was it? Like a like a button, like when you're buttoning your shorts. Okay. Yeah. Like, like so these were like aquatic shorts. Like okay. You can, you can wear them as regular shorts, or you can wear them swimming. Oh, okay. I, if, if you it's see me wear those black a push shorts, push button. It's more of a loop. Yeah, button, a loop button. Whatever you call it. Yeah. So the uh, standard. So the, button. so the ocean ripped it right <laughs> off of my shorts and tried to eat my shorts as well. There's so, a metalcore song, song somewhere in there. There it is. <laughs> I'm gonna write it. I'm in the, in the midst of writing it. You know. Please subscribe Tell to my SoundCloud. In the waves, my button float away. My wiener flopping out in front of the children. So I, so I look on my phone. I find a board shop 0.6 miles away, mm. uphill. That's a long walk. It's yes. a long walk, and I'm holding my shorts up. I, I, I put my shirt. I put my shirt on, and I walk. I waddle up for 0.6 miles to this board shop, <laughs> and I buy a pair. I buy a new pair of board shorts. And so no can, sunglasses. No so sunglasses. Probably walking into the sun. Yeah, it was actually walking into the sun. Uphill. Uphill. No button on my shorts. Holding my shorts up the whole time. Oh, man. So I almost ruined my day, but thankfully there was a board, a board shop nearby. And you almost ruined many people's days. Oh, I think I enhanced many people's days. I'm just trying to tell you. There's a topless woman with no pants on coming out of the water. <laughs> She's very flat-chested, but she's got long hair, so it must be a woman. Hello, 2017! <laughs> what a year it was! 2017, in my mind, was the year that fully marked a new chapter in my life. Yes. In fact, I truly believe that this year is the beginning of me fully walking a new path of health, love, coping, and happiness. I began the year in a great place with a woman who I was continually falling head over heels for a best friend who continued to support me and stand by my side despite my le- my recent lows. And I was the father to a beautiful, smart, and talented girl who was growing wiser, more athletic, and despite my fears of us growing apart to- due to the divorce, was still just as happy and close to her papa as ever. Excellent. And although there were a couple of negative moments, 2017 is still a benchmark year for me in my life and my life going forward. Yes. It's yeah. the start of a new decade of your life. Yeah. Technically. Decade so, starts here, yes. right at the end of the decade. <laughs> well, it's like you turn 30 in the middle of August, yeah. and then like you know, things got better in September. Pretty much. So it's like you had two weeks of being oh, 30 and, and not very happy. Yeah. <laughs> I did it, everyone. I cured depression single-handedly. Yes. Uh, I went on a lot of adventures with my future bride-to-be, Erica, this year, both big and small. We hiked a good handful of times, both locally and at destination locations like Ladder Canyon and Joshua Tree, the local sea mountain in Riverside, which is which was actually a shutdown path, but we climbed under the fence to get through because fuck what? it. What? Yeah. That's illegal. We 
You're fuck the police. Illegal things on the podcast? On Spotify of all places. Whoa, we're going to get banned again <laughs> and again and again. A mountain overlooking Lake Paris in order to watch the fireworks on 4th of July. And I even took Zoe on her first nature walk at the Santa Rosa Plateau. Adam, is, Adam and his family seem to embrace Erica into our tribe by inviting by inviting us to spend family time at uh, the safari park in, Sa- in San Diego. Man, that was, was 2017? Like, yeah, it was like an I've been there like 75 times in the last three I know, years. They so all just blend together. I, yeah. It's like your second the ones where you where you guys are there are definitely the better times. <laughs> well, we've only been together like twice, right? <laughs> and those have been the better times. Yeah. <laughs> you can invite us anytime. Just uh, Let's see. Uh, uh, they had us over for Easter dinner, and they even joined us for her big birthday weekend at La Jolla Beach as well. It filled Easter, me Easter dinner. Yes, you invited us for Easter. I don't remember that at all. Well, I do. <laughs> I remember it, so you don't have to. Okay. I'm trying to think, like, was that in April or May? Or... <laughs> I'm not sure. It filled me with a lot of pride and joy, knowing that they loved her as well, and it still does to this day. I spent a lot yes. of time meeting and visiting Erica's family in this year as well. I was invited to her uncle's wedding in February, in which I got to meet her extended family and listen to all of their stories of and merriment something that always seemed to be missing from my own family. I got to visit both her Aunt Susie and her brother Kyle, who had just moved to San Diego for work, and I even got to be a part of Erica's best friend's family events, as well as her bestie's daughter's fifth birthday party, and even their annual family reunion at the beach. That's a lot of of, of relations. I know. <laughs> so, a lot of apostrophe S's. Mm-hmm. Each day I spent with Erica in 2017 was better than the last, and I always felt extremely lucky and thankful that she was able to squeeze me into her very busy school schedule. Not only that, but we were spending more and more time together, but as we were spending more and more time together, I was falling more and more in love with her with each passing day. Oh my god. There's going to be a lot of sappy moments in this one here. <laughs> she made me feel like an equal partner. She made me feel loved and respected. She listened to me when I needed to speak, and she wasn't just waiting for her for her, for her turn to talk. What? You know, like a lot of people that, do. That, that, is that... The, the, we have a podcast. Right. We sit there and wait until we have a turn to talk. <laughs> you can interject any time. people... Like, like you just did! Do people do that in real life? They kind of do. <laughs> they Isn't that strange? To what? No. No, this is... Uh, this is not the world I want to live in. This is fake. <laughs> fake news. Uh... And when I was feeling down, she made me feel comfortable to ask her for guidance and help. Mm. These were feelings that I've never felt before in any other romantic relationship, both big and small. Especially when it came to Chester Bennington. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, Chester Bennington never listened to me. (laughs) Buddy Nielsen never listened to me. (laughs) But Erica would listen to you talk about Buddy Nielsen. Yeah. Erica (laughs) would let me interview her. (laughs) He's like, you know, Mike... He's just not that into when you. Erica, okay. When Erica was playing Pokemon Go, she would actually let me talk to her. <laughs> not like Buddy Nielsen. No. No. Uh, I, and, I, and I had felt loved like I never had before. I don't remember exactly at what point in this year that I felt this but for the first time, but I remember holding her close to me and realizing that she was the one. The one? The one. Man. The woman that I was meant to be with for the rest of my life. What was the date, Mike? What was the date? Uh, it says here, I don't know Juary. <laughs> I don't know Juary. <laughs> 30, 34th. <laughs> and by the end of this, and by the end of the year, I knew that I had to make it official. I knew that I had to start setting the plans in place to become her future husband. But that's a story for another time. I could go on and write a whole five pages of my relationship with Erica in 2017, but I must move on. Okay. <laughs> that was just page one. 
All right. At this point in my life... There's still two more years to go. Yes, here we go. <laughs> At this point in my life, Adam was just about done with going to shows. Don't get me wrong, he had very valid reasons, but a part of me was a bit bummed that we'd have to limit our concert times know, together. But you remember that Bring Me the Horizon show and that ridiculous maze of a line we had to go through just to get to the metal detectors? Yes. And I'm like, this is bullshit. That was a small part <laughs> that was, and of it was a very fun in, day. Inside. Yes. And then we could finally go outside to the venue. So we, we were waiting outside. On the concert. And we go to a maze <laughs> on the inside in order for us to go outside again. Yes. But anyway, that's a small okay, part anyway. of an amazing day. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, he had very valid reasons, but a part of me was bummed. Okay, yeah. Uh, however, we did go to one show in April of that year, and what a show it was. We got to see Beartooth open for Under Oath, open for Bring Me the Horizon. Well, they were all a blast to see, and they all put on a great show in their own way. On our... Oh, wait. They were all a blast to see, and they were all they all put on a great show in their own way. There you go. On our way home, I bought Erica a tour shirt because she was, a tour shirt because she was unable to join us because of how busy she was with school. But uh, Adam and I spent, still spent a lot of time with each other. Apparently not, according to Adam. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm busting your balls. Uh, since this was the last year, his daughter would be an only child. Oh, my God. Maybe I used the wrong term by saying Mike disappeared into his relationship. It was more of like a, you know, Mike. You meant it in a positive way? Yes. Okay. And then, like, Mike got busy with his new relationship, and that okay. was a good thing. Okay. Like, not that he was avoiding me at all. Oh, okay. That, that, that's, that's what confused me. I thought, I thought you, that's what you meant. Sorry. I have to sit here and think about Erica for the next three days. <laughs> oh. I don't have time for a podcast. <laughs> Adam, you, you talk for an hour and a half. I'm just she gonna... has school today, and I have to think about her, or else she, she's not going to do well in school. <laughs> <laughs> so we did a multi-part series for the podcast in which we shared our top 100 albums in parentheses, as of 2017. I can't believe we did so many of those episodes. <laughs> I know, so fun, though. Like six of them altogether, I think? Yeah, well, we did 181, then we did 80 to 61, yes, then we did two. 60 to 41, 40, 40 to 21, and then 20 top to 10, 2010, and then, so, <laughs> or 20 to 11. Yeah, so we did six of them, yeah. right. Wow. Yeah, it seemed to take a long time. Much hey, like, rightfully so, dude. Much like this retrospective. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a great time. You having yes. a great time? I'm having a great time. We're all having a great time. <laughs> that was something <laughs> that I was always dreading to do because it seemed like an insurmountable task, and I think my undiagnosed OCD would have kept nitpicking at it constantly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, even though I, but even though I want to go back and rework it some more today, it was incredibly fun to do together, and the listeners seemed to enjoy it a lot as well. I've, yeah, it's not that hard to go back and shuffle some things and add some new stuff. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that one day. But I want to do it right. I'm, I'm, but this is where the math comes yeah. in handy. Shut up, Adam. Keep track of it. <laughs> as long as it's 11 out of 12 or better, it's on the list. There you go. You made it. You did it. <laughs> if it's got 10 tracks, it's not on the list. Unless it's a perfect album like Tiny Moving Parts. That's all I'm saying. It's Adam easy. And I. You just add it on there and then you hit save. And it's there forever. Then you can make a top 100 albums episode anytime you want. Anytime you want. Adam and I also released Adversity AF, the Come On Guys story in June. Yes. It was a silly and jolly time. And we even spent a morning driving out to SoCal's aborted fetus known as Colton <laughs> to film some fun bits. That was the way I described it. Yep. And and Lacadina is the umbilical cord. Is the cord. umbilical cord, yep. And, and Colton is the aborted fetus of, <laughs> of Riverside. Rewatching it today, it's messy, it's choppy, but it's exactly what a film but drive-by curious would look like, and I love it. <laughs> Adam took the lead in writing and editing it, and I'm very proud of him for taking that on. 
Zoe also did two final seasons of soccer in 2017. In spring, she was on a co-ed team called the Silver Sharks with Coach Ignacio. I don't, don't remember it, uh, seeing her on a co-ed team. That's interesting. We don't talk about the spring season with the Silver Sharks because that whole experience was a bleeding mess. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Damn you, Ignacio! <laughs> Unfortunately, the coach was inexperienced and held no authority over his team. So every game looked like a train of children following a ball around the field until miraculously it would end up in someone's net. <laughs> Usually ours. <laughs> <laughs> the Silver Sharks only won one game that oh, whole season. However, the laughing stock of the, the laughing of, stock of Rialto. <laughs> <laughs> However, despite that bad season, Z wasn't fully discouraged from playing. Uh, and in the fall, she was back on an all-girls team called the Ivy Queens with Coach Mike. Yes, and although I Coach Mike, he was the the Raider fan. He was the Raider. He wore fan, his yep. jersey every every game, right? <laughs> football, football. Yes, you know, get him confused. <laughs> uh, and although Coach Mike was a first time coach who only volunteered this year because his daughter was on the team, he was actually a great coach who really cared about all of the girls and pushed them to give it their give it their all. For a time, our girls were actually leading the league in first place until we lost our first game midway through the season to the other undefeated team, the Pink Panthers. Oh, I remember that. The Pink Panthers The game. Pink Panthers. Wasn't it a close game? It was like 2 to nothing or something? Yeah, that yeah. game, that <laughs> first one we lost, yeah. The Pink Panthers would go on to win all but one game that season, and Zoe's mm. team ended in second place with just a few points behind them. Damn. Because of that, both teams were chosen to, partic- to participate in the Commissioner's Cup in Temecula, where Adam and Nora came to That's watch right. a couple of the games. It was like... 7 a.m. on a Saturday oh, or yeah. something like that. Zoe had to stay the night here. I know, really. <laughs> uh, where all of the best teams in Southern California would go for the weekend to compete for the championship. Long story short, after two wins, a blowout loss to the Pink Panthers. <laughs> Damn it, Pink <laughs> and Panthers. A, and a close loss that almost ended in a tie. The Ivy Queens ended the cup in third place out of the eight teams in their division. Still an incredible Not feat. Bad. Still an incredible feat, especially for a team with a first-time coach and a handful of girls who had never played soccer competitively before. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, Z had decided to take a hiatus from soccer, but this year, in 2019, she's expressed renewed interest to start playing again, but this time for her middle school, so we'll see. Ah, oh, that would be interesting, I getting would... her ready for potentially high school. Yeah, soccer. I would love that. Well, in high school, she wants to do drama. And soccer. And soccer, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> She'll be doing plenty of drama. She'll be a high school girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's just life. <laughs> so now, on to some not-so-pleasant things. First, really quick, did you know that I briefly had a doggo named Josie? Oh, Josie. In parentheses, her first name, the Duchess Josie of, Clover t- of Cloverfield Kingdom? That's right. That's her full name. Yes. Uh, sometime and, in the... And she made it somewhat into 2017 well about that <laughs> sometime in the summer of 2016 this stray long-haired uh dotson with no collar came wandering to the house while my roommate rebecca was hanging out in the garage she would leave and return now <laughs> <laughs> well she would leave and return and keep returning until one day we uh we spontaneously decided to keep her uh, i think she came from an abusive home because she was timid and had trouble with potty training that's right but my up, my house remembers that well. Oh, my house really remembers that. <laughs> my daughter remembers it as well. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she witnessed it. That's right. But other than that, she was a very good dog who loved to sleep on my lap whenever I was in the living room. She even got along with Adam's two dogs too. That was so cute. Oh, bring them over and they. Oh, yes. Puppy, I got I got like stampeded by three puppies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved it. Uh, anyway, in early February, I had gotten a text at work from my roommate 
that the previous night she and Josie were in the garage. Rebecca had been drinking, as was the usual with her. <laughs> because it was a day that ended in Y. Yeah. And she hadn't noticed that Josie had ran out the garage door and not come back. Mm. I guess when she sobered up a little bit, she went outside to see where she was and found her dead on the street. Oh. Turns out she was run over by a car. Wasn't that on Super Bowl Sunday? Or was it February? Well, it says February. I don't remember what date it was. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it was the day after the Super Bowl. That you you posted it as I was going into group at 9 a.m. And I was like, I can't be at work right (laughs) now. I got to go home. This is the worst freaking shit I could imagine. You guys know, Josie. (laughs) Uh, My friend's dog died. I don't care if you want to kill yourself. My friend's dog's gone. I was heartbroken to hear that because although she drove me crazy with her peeing problem, she was still a very sweet, kind, and loyal pupper who was a great companion. She's buried in the backyard of my house today. R.I.P. And her apple tree lives on. In her apple... No, not really. Oh, sorry. Shitty backyard, and it's not... There's nothing... Nothing is meant to grow back there. (laughs) But Josie's buried back there, so at least. Uh, Throughout this year, too, I was fighting a battle that seemed unwinnable. Oh, God. It caused me stress, Uh financial loss, and a lot of unneeded time off of work to attend to. Oh. Of course... I'm talking about the drama that is my former car, the 2012 Ford Focus. Oh, yes. Or as I've been calling it, my Ford Fuck This. <laughs> Ford Fuck This. Because you bought that car in 2015. Yeah. Finally, the Corolla. Mm-hmm. Sob, sob, Goodbye, light. Corolla. <laughs> and you were like, all right, I got a new car. I got a good car. From, from this century, yep. and I'm good it's to got go. got an air conditioner. <laughs> and it doesn't four shake. tires. It doesn't shake violently whenever it's idle. Four tires that aren't bald. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There were some issues back in 2016 that I had to deal with, too, but I thought that I was past them at this point. Yes. By the way, did you guys know that Ford has to order their door latches from a factory in Egypt and that it costs $600 to repair <laughs> that bullshit? Yes, it was on the podcast when Mike got the call. Yep. <laughs> hmm, Egypt? <laughs> hmm, interesting. <laughs> oh, it's going to be that much. Okay, well, I'll borrow against my 401k again. <laughs> well, that's, um, I'll get there. Anyway, instead of writing out a whole timeline of that nonsense, here's a list that Erica was nice enough to compile for me. May 1st, car overheated in the morning when when taking Zoe to school. May 4th, picking up the car from the Ford dealership at 6 p.m., repaired the leaking coolant line. May 5th, car stalled and overheated. The tow truck took it away. May 8th, Overheating caused a multitude of different issues. Ford Service Tech recommended a full full engine overhaul. We towed it. We towed the car home while I researched all of my options. May twenty six. Car non operational. Mike used Erica's car for commuting and left the for, left the focus at the house. August. Think about what you've done. <laughs> Stay home the whole time. So from May twenty six. To August 10th is the next note here. Well, that's a long, that's a good chunk of time. It's a good chunk like, of time. So, at, two, during, two so let me fill in, fill in a little bit of gap. I, I, was, I was looking, or I was researching around and uh, I guess sort of interviewing uh, different shops to see who would, you know, who would get, know how, know how to fix a car. Know how to actually fix a fucking <laughs> <Yes>. car. <laughs> and, I, I, and I found the shop who I still go to this day. They're really nice guys. And uh, so here's that. So okay. on August 10th, Took the focus to the Paris Auto Repair Center. Oh, that's before. Uh, so here's what they had to replace. They had to replace the engine cylinder block, the air conditioning compressor, five blown gaskets, wow. two burned seals, and I, 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 I don't have the final price here, but the final price ended up being like $4,500. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I withdrew. Of which the car is worth not. With the car is worth. Seven dollars. 
So I had to take a withdrawal from my 401k in order to pay for the repairs. August 17th, remember, this is my birthday. Yes. I picked up the Ford from Paris Auto Repair Shop at 11 a.m. It overheated and was so super jerky in the morning while we were at the Riverside DMV because mm. I had to take Erica there to do something with her um, ex's motorcycle that was under her name. Okay. Uh, so we took the car back to the shop. They took a look, and they believed it to be transmission issues, which wasn't part of what they would work on. <laughs> I would need Sorry, to take it to Ford. We don't know anything about transmissions. <laughs> no, they do. Where's the car car fixer replace <laughs> mechanic? August 21st. Folk, the fuck this is returned to the Ford once again to replace the clutch. October 10th. Mike's Ford fuck this overheated again at 7 p.m. at night after leaving my Erica's place. Was that when you posted the the serial killer picture yes. on Instagram? Me being pulled over on the freeway. <laughs> my car... Uh, Erica's car was over at my place, so she couldn't come pick me up. August 21st, 24th, Focus Focus brought to Ford. Oh, I brought the car to Ford to replace the cracked water pump. Jeez. And that was all the money I spent yes. on a Ford Focus. Well, because then you had to like go and get a second job <laughs> Let me get later that. in the year. <laughs> Unfortunately, after all that and after all the money spent, this would not be the last time I would tangle with my car and its many, many problems. Yes. So this leads me to the last bit of unpleasant news. While I was spending this year living it up, loving myself, loving my girlfriend, and going on adventures with my family and friends, my roommate, Rebecca... Hopefully you all remember me talking about her briefly back in the 2015 episode. She's been there. She was on the show. Yeah, I talked about her a little bit in 2015 when we moved her in. She was spending the year developing an alcohol problem, fighting with her boyfriends, mm. living, uh, fighting with More her... More than one. Well, she had multiple boyfriends. Yeah. Uh, fighting with her best friends and generally plummeting to rock bottom as fast as she can. Dope. She was my best and closest friend back in my two last two years of high school and to see her deteriorate like this broke my heart to see. I tried, I had tried, as well as her best friend, Amanda, fruitlessly to help her, talk with her, and get her to seek professional help, but it was all in vain. One night, Erica and I were just spending the evening together, having a good time about to watch Forrest Gump, when Rebecca exploded into a drunken rage to Erica over the door being locked on a previous night. She insulted her, called her names, and threatened her, even though I was in the middle of them trying to defuse her attitude and her shittiness. Eventually, she retreated back to her fucking hole in the garage, but the rest of the night was spent consoling Erica, who was blindsided and extremely hurt by the things that she had said. Why did Erica lock the door, Mike? I don't know. I mean, know. that's like a simple fix. You that's just... like the worst thing you could ever fucking do to somebody. It's amazing. It's How amazing. dare she? How dare she? You women. <laughs> had Erica moved in at no. this point? Like, not no. yet? Okay. She was just she was visiting. She used okay. to live in at her apartment it's at the school. I honestly was very, very close to punching her drunk ass in her smug face. Whoa. My relationship with Rebecca had soured after that night, as you can imagine. A couple of days later, I called her into the living room to talk with her about what she did, but she continued to act cynical and uncaring. Not long after, she told me that she was moving out sometime in the next couple of months, and honestly, I was glad. Man, two months, like a couple of months is too far of a window. Like, no, let's, let's narrow this down to a couple of days. And she didn't even give me, and even the day, well, I, I bring it up here, but even the <laughs> fucking weekend that she moved out, she just told me the fucking, like, week. Mm -hmm. uh, this was not the same person who I had laughed with and shared so much of my life with all those years ago. Damn. Maybe it was a mental instability, like bipolar disorder that had continued to grow aggravated due, her, due to her 
alcohol abuse, or maybe she was just taking out all of her pent-up anger and frustrations at me. But either way, the person who I knew and loved back when we were kids was no longer here, and at that point, I wanted her gone hmm. before she had the chance to hurt, to try and hurt me or someone else I loved again. Good Lord. She, she didn't want to see you happy. Yeah, maybe she That's loves having me miserable. <laughs> like, I'm going to set him up with his ex, Tiffany, who is... Is known to do scumbag things like yes. make you fall in love with her and then dump your ass and then even, and then it'll be miserable. Because between Tiffany and Erica, like you guys were living together, but yeah. you weren't really seeing each other much. Well, she worked like night ever. shift, I worked day shift, yeah. so we only hung out like on the weekends. Kind of worked out, and you were making sure to leave the door unlocked, like consistently. I guess. Yeah, because right? you know that's the worst thing you could ever do <laughs> to somebody. <laughs> she finally moved out randomly after telling me a day or two prior on September tenth. And I hadn't spoken or seen her since. Whoa. Honestly, I have no honestly I have no idea if I'll ever see her or have any or have her in my life again in the future. You mean she's not on Facebook with you anymore? No, dude. She uh, prior to that point, <laughs> like that night where she fucking exploded. Mm-hmm. You know what she did? Oh, she unfriended me on Facebook, and she unliked the podcast. Oh, she unlocked the podcast too. <laughs> the worst thing you can do to me. I remember How hearing about you? this and and noticing that our number went down by one, and I was like, mm-hmm. "No, yep. who that one was." Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, I completely understand that sometimes we as people go through hard times and hit bottom. Some people's bottom is accompanied by substances or mental abuse, uh, mental health issues. But regardless of the fact, the moment you decide to continually turn your pain around and choose to hurt someone, choose to hurt the ones around you again and again and again, then you are truly lost and alone. I'm still very hurt by her actions and her decisions. I've been nothing but kind and accommodating to her for the, in the 14 years that we've been friends. And in return, she chose to disrespect my home, disrespect the woman I love, and call me names. Also, like texting me things like, you're worse than a rapist, unprovoked <laughs> while I'm driving at work. Yeah, that's, that's the things that she would do what? while she was fucking angry. Yes. Well, you are. We I have, everyone knows. I, I, there's, there's podcast evidence of this. <laughs> that was mostly like all of your negative cognitions going through your head during the dark days. Sure. Like, I'm worse than a rapist. I'm worse than a rapist. <laughs> she was <laughs> just then, reminding me. You happen, you had, if you hadn't have told her that, she wouldn't have thrown it back at you. <laughs> Perhaps this is for the best in perspective of my own life. While... I will most certainly weep for the friendship that was thrown in the trash for no reason. For no reason, I cannot weep for cutting that kind of toxicity out of my life. It's kind Re- of understandable, regardless of our past. Yep. Uh, I'm in a new and healthy stage of my life, and I want that to continue to grow stronger throughout the years. Perhaps one day, if she chooses to get the help that she needs for her alcohol abuse and her what I'm assuming is bipolar bipolar disorder then maybe we can at least have the conversation to rebuild one of those many bridges that she burned down during her time living at my house. For now, I'm going to move on from this and choose to understand that she doesn't get to be a part of this new chapter in my life because of the choices yeah. that she made. Yeah, take that. Take that. <laughs> my my words sting you. <laughs> Sticks sure she, and sure stones, she, baby. She's listening, I'm sure. Oh, God, Still. no, she's not. She didn't listen when she was fucking... <laughs> anyway, she didn't listen when we were friends. Uh, not long after she moved out, I wrote a letter to her best friend explaining to her everything that was going on and whether or not she knew something about Rebecca that I didn't. She wrote me back to, and told me that they were no longer on speaking terms, oh. but that her behavior with me seemed to be similar to what was going on with her and her mm. other friends as well. Okay. Fuck you, alcohol. Well, at least you weren't the only one. Yeah. Well. She was just mad at the world. Oh, yeah. She has to take it out on the world, I guess. Yes. 
Anyway, I'd hate to hit end this re- episode's recap on such a downer, so I'll end by describing my end of the year. Okay. So because Rebecca had moved out suddenly, so suddenly, and without a 30-day notice like, like we had agreed, it, I didn't have enough time to save the money to cover the expenses of living alone. And also, please see previous six minutes <laughs> of me describing my car. <laughs> uh, there we go. So I reluctantly decided to get a part-time job on the weekends to, uh, to get some spending money uh, in my pocket. Man, that wasn't fun. While I budgeted out my income and I could technically afford to live alone for a handful of months, Christmas was coming up, and I wanted to make sure that I could still afford presents for the people I loved. Thankfully, one of my friends offered me a retail position at a high-end clothing store at the same mall in which I got my very first job. The work itself wasn't hard or anything, but I definitely hated spending the only free time I had away from my family and away from my friends. I don't know how, but I somehow made the best of it. Remember that that twenty five thousand dollar purse that like they had oh god put away in the vault. It's in the fucking like glass case, (laughs) and only the manager has the key to it. Oh, it's so that 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 shit pisses me off, man. (laughs) Well, at least you made about fifty bucks. (laughs) I did it. The three months of working there, right? (laughs) Yep. so in December, Erica and I made the very important next step in our relationship by moving in together. Woo! She had finished the current semester, and instead of renewing her lease at the campus apartments, she decide- we decided that, sh- that she should just move in with me and make my home into our home. It's like, you know, it's a better place to live than a place built in the 40s. <laughs> a place built in the 70s. 80s. <laughs> 80s. 89, that house was built. With some air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> well, depending on the year... <laughs> We'll get to that in 2018. That, that, that campus housing is like it was built during the freaking World War II or something. Oh, <laughs> like, dude! Like, and the, the paint is gross, and like uh, the stairs going up to Erica's apartment, like one, like three of them, like wobble. <laughs> and every time, like I would go visit her, I'm like, "This is the day I die." <laughs> uh, let's see. FDR was here. <laughs> now, the woman who I was secretly scheming to ask to marry me in the coming months was scheming. Re- I was scheming, scheming to scheming. Ask. Okay. Was was with me every day. How can I trick her into saying yes <laughs> without her knowing it? <laughs> Love, sign this paper. <laughs> Don't read it. Just Don't sign read, the paper. Just sign it. I'm going to give you this ring. <laughs> Wear this ring every day. Uh, Property it's, something. <laughs> it's been almost two years since living together, and to this day, I still get excited to wake up with her every morning. I still love running errands with her, and I still get giddy with butterflies when I know she's coming home from work. Giddy. Yee-hee. Uh despite the few lows in the year that were beyond my control, I still ended 2017 in a better place than when I came into it. Here's to many more years just like that. God damn. Much it was a good year. better year. It was a good year. Finally, yeah. luckily other people and as I've said in previous podcasts, white people are the best <laughs> saved thing that ever my happened life. to Mike. White people saved me. <laughs> Thank as you, you can white see, people. Other half Filipinos <laughs> Make your life worse. True. Including this one. Including yes. me. <laughs> I mean, she did help you out in 2016, inadvertently destroying your life. Sure. In yeah. a weird roundabout way. And then destroying it, trying to destroy it again in Correct. 2017. Yeah. But this time you were She was stronger. just trying to finish the job that I had started. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you half Filipinos. This time... She wasn't strong enough. No, she didn't. White people made you strong. But white people <laughs> overcame that adversity for me. It was a good thing. It's a good thing white I'm people... I'm so happy to have nothing but white people around at all times. <laughs> <laughs> so on behalf of all minorities and half minorities, thank you, white people. Thank you, white people. <laughs> I'm going to name... I wish I could name this episode, Thank You, White People. <laughs> 
You can name it the Thank You White People Edition. Oh, there you go. 2017. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, 2018 is going to be a difficult year for me to process. Okay. But I know we're not here to talk about that right now. We've got another couple of weeks to process that. I ended 2017 covered in vomit and sadness. Uh-huh. Um, but we'll see what 2018 brings. Yeah. Less vomit. Maybe somebody else's vomit. More sadness. Mm. More vomit. Oh, well, I guess I have a question that you didn't touch upon when you did your thing. Yes. Were you and Don always planning to have two kids? She was. Oh. So she <laughs> took your sperm without your consent. Without my consent. She said, here, fill this up. No reason. Because I do. <laughs> it's like me with every Here, sign this paper. Wear this ring. <laughs> So like so because I remember you too. No, it was somewhere around March where I was just like, you know what? Let's just do this thing. Mm. How bad can it be? Ha ha ha. Yeah, because like I, I we had always had conversations that like you were always can it be? Well, you were you were always talking about like oh, it's, the only child is like kind of where we're at. Yeah, yeah. But it turned out I was the only one that was thinking that way. Oh, because okay. Don had always been like, we're gonna have another kid, and then well, when we have another duh, kid, that's what we have. We have to keep all these baby clothes because we're gonna have another kid, and I'm just like. No, we're not. I'm going to give them away to the Goodwill, where baby clothes belong. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was just like, no, let's do it. What? How bad could it be? Okay. As I spiral out of control through most of my 2018, we'll, we'll explore that, and I'll go into as much depth as I feel comfortable about going into. That's fine. And it you can be, talk to me about it off air, too, if you need to. We might have to talk without music that week. Okay. It was not a good year. Oh. Let's just put it that way. Anyway, 2017 was a much... Better year? Sure. Some would also, say really quick, wait, the that, greatest year? Also, really quick. That's actually why I was like a little shocked when you guys told me that you were pregnant again because I had always, was always under the impression that you guys were just going to have the one baby. Didn't we tell you we were trying? No. At one point? No. Yes, we did. Did you? And then Dawn said that you were the only one that I could tell when, we, when she finally got pregnant. Oh. We told you before anybody else. Well, I mean, <laughs> except I, maybe like her doctor. Well, I mean, I am the father of one of your children. Maybe At least, <laughs> hopefully, more <laughs> and more to them. come. I don't want them. You guys keep them. <laughs> my maybe you look, should pregnant your wife this time. My children look just like you. <laughs> exactly. All like their me. dark features. <laughs> <laughs> Again, white people saved my life. <laughs> But we'll save that for another year. But music. Because 2018, you're just going to be like floating and Erica and me and greatness and hiking and going to Simple Simons yes. for the first time in your life. No, and that I'll... wasn't the first time. That was her first time, not my first time. <laughs> for the like first I, time in her life. Like I said, it was the beginning of me fully walking into my new path of health, love, coping, and happiness. With Jesus, I know. With Jesus. <laughs> Adam, did you know that they used to kill babies, but God stopped that? <laughs> God didn't necessarily stop that little he girl. He both started it and stopped it. <laughs> he did it until he got his way, and then he stopped it. <laughs> yes, haven't you read the plot of the Prince of Egypt, little girl? God, pay attention God. to the plot. God, indeed. 2017 was a great year of music. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize until I was uh, going over this list uh, for, for the millionth time, but um, I have 51 albums that I marked here as really, really good. 51 really, really good I albums. could create like three different top ten lists depending on my depending on my mood that day. Well, let's see. I have 54 albums, and then I have 1, 2, 3, 
four, five, six, 54 seven, albums eight, total? 9, 10, 11. Yes, 54 albums total, 65 everything altogether. How do I have doubled your albums? Because you're a crazy person. I guess that's true. You've already established this. I guess that's true. (laughs) That's what happened even two years ago. Like, I had 45 albums. Yeah. And you had, like, 97. (laughs) How did this happen? (laughs) Mike chose not to share a lot of albums with me that year. Well, I didn't think you would enjoy a lot of them. Because a lot of them were just, we don't talk about those albums. And I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) And he's much happier. We we were on the same page for a lot of the bad ones. Correct, yeah. We can at least put it that way. Correct. So you had 51 really, really good albums, like Zoolander style. Yeah. Really, really good looking albums. <laughs> and then like 10 top 10s. Guess, yes, right? of okay. course. Uh, and, some changes, of course. Uh, I took off uh, I took off two albums, added two, one of them rightfully so. Okay. I think, I don't think I added much. No, 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 no changes? Uh, things, you... things shifted a right. bit. Um, but no, there is one new addition to my top ten that you've already listened to because yes. you've added North Lane. It was previously an honorable mention, and oh, I bumped it up. Cool. And North Lane is not on this list because I haven't Lane gotten to that pending. album yet. Yes, Mesmer, pending, me- pending Northland. Right. So I'll soon have sixty-six albums yeah. on my list. Cool. But anyway, the Dead Rabbits album is still shitty. Yeah, it's the, of course <laughs> that's still your number one, huh? Still my number one worst of all time. Maybe of the decade, even as yeah. possible. It might be the worst album of the decade. Ooh. We'll see where it ranks against is like it the Radiohead. lowest. Is it the lowest score? Because you have it's no. very rare that you give something a zero out of zero, which right. I don't even think you gave this one. I mean, Cruel Hands' 2010 album was a zero. Yeah, but we have to determine whether the emptiness is worse than that. Mm. Another day. <laughs> That's true. So is the emptiness was a zero as well. The emptiness was a two. Oh, okay. A two out of ten. And Fair. That's pretty bad. <laughs> And then, you know, Being as an Ocean is always fun to, to, to listen to. But did you re-listen to it? No. Because I did. And? It's pretty good. Okay. I'm not Does anybody looking... else like it? No. I'm not looking forward to their new one because it looks pretentious as fuck. More pretentious than this one? Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> album is pretentious. What's it called again? Waiting for Morning Waiting to Come? Waiting for Morning to Come. Yeah. That's al- this album's pretentious. Don't get me wrong. But at least I'd it's... I'd rather re- run into the wilderness and be naked and kill animals for my food <laughs> than live in a house. Uh, the, the... Me! Ma! Me! <laughs> that's a great song. I'm just saying, that's a great song. <laughs> I think those were birds. So the death from my palms! <laughs> <laughs> um, Motionless and White's Graveyard Shift is always terrible. My number one worst album, yes. baby. And I um, did re-listen to it, and I almost turned it off. I'm surprised that Daniel dislikes so many of their previous ones. Motionless he, and White? He, he hates Infamous, and he hates uh, uh, Reincarnate, which is surprising, because those well, albums are not that bad. No. I mean, they're EP quality, obviously, but... Especially Infamous, I thought was pretty okay. Right. But, eh, it's not like great or anything. Creatures is probably their best. Yeah, but you know, I, I guess it's just one of those things that you're either you're either in for their like their their image and yes. like the way they carry themselves as a band, or you're not. Or you're not. Yeah. And I was all in before Graveyard Shift. Right. And I mean, the new album this year. I guess we'll talk about another day. But I mean, it was better at least. It was nothing great. It was kind of par for the course yeah, for them. <laughs> Daniel gave Graveyard Shift a 2.4 out of 5. That's that like a little bit less than 50%. Less, yeah. I gave it a 25%. Ew. Sleeping with Sirens is gossip. Oh, yeah. 
Come on. Come on. Let's just let it go. Come on. Why did Warner Brothers sign them to a major label? Well, they're not on a major label anymore with their new album. I know David Bazin's Care album, one of... Actually, Daniel did... Did he mention that in his writing? No, it's 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 a it's a it's an in betweener album. In betweener, okay. Not well, not one of my favorites. Um, uh, this band, um, what's it called? Hund Hundrith. Hundred. I, I mentioned another band called Hundredth that their last album was in 2015. Yeah. But this band of the same name released an album called Rare. Oh, okay. And I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 hey now, come on. Hey, come on. We're, we're a rock star. Get your game on. We're all having fun here. <laughs> sure, they've tried to make a change. Sure, nobody's made this drastic of a change from one album to the next. Sure, when I took Erica to the warp, to her very first Warp Tour in 2017, there were 20 people there, including us. <laughs> and, and sure. Ten, ten of them left as soon as they started playing. Yeah, ten of them left because like, they were confused. This is the wrong band. <laughs> Is this the UK's 100th? I don't remember. Um, and As It Is, okay. I officially said on that podcast, I never wanted to listen to As It Is again, and I'm I'm glad I followed up on that. You sure did. <laughs> was it your number three album of last year or whatever it was? It was up there, yes. Yeah, pretty pretty high up. <laughs> I enjoyed the next album. But not this one. This one's pooped. Get out of here, okay? Souvenirs, posture of apology, well... If it wasn't for accidentally seeing them, I guess we would have never heard of this band. <laughs> but apparently this was their final album. Yeah. Well, you know, this, this album, that album's not bad. It's just boring. It's just bad. Davey Havoc li- livens it up for a minute. He sure does. And that's about it. He threw him a bone. And then we determined the White Noises AMPM, a lot of people's favorite album of the year. Yeah. Not for us. Shh, nope. No. E- um, EP was great. What was that California song? Yeah, doesn't make sense. Oh God, no! That, that song that I played on the podcast of <laughs> five minute song of just <laughs> feedback. <laughs> Shut the death from your pops. <laughs> and then we got Cave Dweller or whatever it is. Now when, remember, is it Cave Dweller? Well, what I learned was that they put the D in parentheses, oh, so you can damn de- it, you can determine your own damn your, it, your own title. Make your own title, Caved Weller. Cave, cave dweller. dweller. Either Pet way, smart. <laughs> Pet smart. Office smacks. <laughs> Office smacks. <laughs> so uh, you know, I didn't care for that album very much. That's sure. fine. Yeah. What's Matt Cameron going to do now that he's in his fifties? Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. Other people, you know, determine what it's yeah. like for them after their twenties are over. But yeah. we'll talk about that a little bit later. After the party. Uh, so I, worst uh, albums, though. Well, so I, uh, so I originally at my number ten, I had After Laughter oh, from Paramore, right. not because it's a bad album, but because I was very confused. Yes, you <laughs> and I was a- very off-put by the messaging and the packaging yes. of that album, and how I originally said it was very mean-spirited. I listened, yes. I listened to it like two or three times to see if I still thought that way. There are some mean-spirited songs in there. But I think, True. but those are like some of the best songs on that album. Yes, and you thought that it was coming. She was coming across like sarcastic, but it was still overly biting. Yes, but I and, and I felt like she, the band, must have known that this was going to be their last album at that point. At so why not yes. go all in and make a dark album? This entire album is dark, even though it's a lot of the choruses and. Like especially that middle part of the album is so boring. Yeah, yeah. And tracks like six through. Nine or oh, they're so forgettable long, and boring. Yeah. Like even after re-listening to it, after having you know, you know, being ste- stepping away from it for a couple of years, mm-hmm. it's 
there's nothing memorable like the middle part of the album. There's a song called Pool, which is kind of boring. Yeah. And a song called 26, which is kind of boring. Yeah. And it's... But it's surrounded by some some good ditties yeah, as far as I there's some really high highs, but there's some really, some really low lows. So I ultimately decided to take it off of my list because okay. I don't feel I as I feel better off. about this. I feel a little better about okay. it. It's still not a great album, but it's, it has a lot of good stuff in it. Um, it's a Paramore album. It is a Paramore They're album. They're not going to make like a masterpiece, a great album that... I mean, sure, the self-titled is, is, is very good. Yeah, it's their best album. This is about what I could expect from Paramore. Sure. Yeah, but, you know, even in hindsight, knowing that this is their last album, like, they could have went all in, maybe taken another year off, and made a dark album. They don't have to package it in this bubblegum pop that they've transitioned into. They could have just made a dark album with dark lyrics. They could have just did that. The 80s are alive, Mike. Mm. got to mm. 80s it up when you're in your late 20s. Giant eyelashes. <laughs> uh, so in its place, I, des- I decided to put... Internalia, the uh, comeback record from At the Drive In. This oh, is their first yes. album in 16 years. Never heard of them. You should, you you, you should, you should have just kept on being retired, boys. Did what you say are, they had a good album in like 1999? They had a great album it, in 2001, uh, and that's the album that everybody knows them for. Yes. Um, and who fucking cares? This album's fucking trash. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Number nine. I guess I missed an opportunity to put this in number eight, but the album is called Eight by Incubus. Oh, that's right. No, more speaking of washed up bands from 2001. Something about like your kiss and your fingertips and all that stuff. Oh, <laughs> Dude, there's like n- nothing redeemable about this album. Hey, remember, Understood. speaking Understood. of some washed up bands from 2001. Blink-182 with the Deluxe Edition of California. You still call that a real album? Dude, it's like a full it's just, album. It's just the B-sides. It's, it's, it's really not a full they, album. They happen to have ten B-sides or it whatever. Really not a full album. And then who's going to listen to it ever again after well, that? Well, I did, and okay. I regret it. It's my number eight worst album. Hey, speaking of some uh, some washed up, a washed up band for 2001, Makes Me Sick by Newfound Glory. Ah, uh, yes. Wow. They're, they're, Pretty poor. If we keep trying to play "Dress to Kill" at the end of every concert, then we'll still get continue. We'll still get to continue wasting everyone's time and money by making boring new albums out of ten. <laughs> Is this the final album? Well, we haven't heard. Any- well, they released another covers album this year, so I think it's the final album. Okay, let's so. put it. Let's, let's bury this band alive. We should while we, we should have the chance. We should uh, have a long time ago. Enter Shikari with the spark. The spark. Wow, what a boring. Well, it's just not who they once were. It's the perfect example of how you can be super interesting and painfully boring at the same time out of ten. There you go. Royal Blood. How did we get so mad? <laughs> that was my number five worst. Still one of the worst albums of the year. Oh, God, it's so boring. <laughs> Again, this band was so exciting back in 2014. 14. How'd they get so boring in just three years? They just made the same album. They, not even. I wish they did. <laughs> then we would have had an was, interesting album. It was the B-sides. Uh, Gossip by Sleeping With Sirens is my number four. Yes. Uh, out of ten. <laughs> uh, Connor Oberst, speaking of washed up musicians from 2001, <laughs> with right. salutations. <laughs> I love that he said he does. A, these are a reimagining of his album. What's it called? Ruminations, Ruminations. slash salutations, slash repetitions out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say he does a reimagining within the same album? Yes, of a he re-imagining. does. <laughs> how does, how does that work? Like, tell me, break that down for me. So he does an out. Al- he does a, a song or two in this album, and then a few songs later, he redoes that song 
And it's even more boring than it was the first time? Is it like Escape the Fate putting the same closing track on two albums in No, a because we have okay. two years a break from that. This isn't the same album! <laughs> it's similar. Hey, album. Hey, hey, I'm sorry. I keep there calling goes, you album. Calling me album. <laughs> hey, Adam. Many times throughout the podcast. Do you remember Washed Up Bands of 2001? <laughs> I do. The Used with the Canyon. <laughs> Just stop before you guys make it worse out of 10. <laughs> Am I number one? Did Quinn... Quinn, what's his name? Quinn was not Allman. in this one. Uh, in this one, yeah. Well, I know, but remember he threatened to kill himself on stage. No, that did he was, do that yet? No, that was um, Justin Shikovsky. Did he do that yet? Did he, he was on this album, but he did not threaten to kill himself yet. But did he do it yet? Is what I'm saying. Like uh, we can only hope, Adam. Okay. Every day I wake up, I figure... and I check my Twitter feed, <laughs> and I wait to see if hashtag Justin Shikovsky. Suicide, suicide on stage <laughs> at one of their shows. I keep on is thinking it, it would make news. Like alternative press would probably pick it up, <laughs> right? But I, I haven't seen it yet, so I assumed it hadn't happened. Speaking yet. of killing yourself live at a used show, um, there's <laughs> great news. There's actually great news. Their, um, oh, okay. their suicide hotline is actually going to um, shorten itself down to nine eight eight, similar to nine one one. So if so, you don't have to remember that long one. Oh number. yes, so. Just get hundred, yeah, five two zero four zero eight three nine. Oh, that's cool. You remember four nine? I don't know it. Oh, okay. <laughs> look at the alone album to figure <laughs> it's it the out. Alone album, but no, so now you make... don't need to have the alone album on your Spotify playlist, so you can just yeah, say dial nine eight eight going forward. It is. It's busy. We're sorry. Please stay on the line. <laughs> Please stay on the line. Please keep hanging in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the worst a lot album. of suicide this year, Mike. I'm very sad. Yeah, 2017 wasn't a good year for suicide. Exactly. So what about your uh, best albums? Any major changes? Unless there was some, some random alter, alter, the honorable mentions. Well, I've got a lot of honorable mentions. Like I said, 51 albums I wrote as great albums that well, came out of 2017. We, we can't get through a year without mentioning Falling in Reverse. Yeah. It's it's my number 12 worst of the year. Coming home. Coming home. Meh. 12 worst. Okay. No, Sufferer was my number 11 worst. Come on, Adam. <laughs> we're, we're having a good time here. <laughs> the final album from We Came As Romans. On this, the one-year anniversary of yet another death. Cold Like War. Cold Like War. Yeah, that... war. I, I, I just can't go back and listen to those albums, though, because some people like them. I know Daniel really likes that album. Yeah, he does. So... It's uh, one of his uh, top ten albums yeah. of the year. Um, Devisi, you know, I'm not going to go back and give that one another spin, because I think I know where I stand on it. Sure. One of our best reviews ever. <laughs> Mike mentions um, the theme of For Shelley at least eight to ten times throughout that podcast and Adam, do you understand and it's the so themes? funny every time <laughs> dead mothers out of um, 10 yes <laughs> yes my kind of yes <laughs> let it go my let it go i'm not you keep bringing up the pc um one of my former best albums uh-huh. dropping all the way from nine down to 24 okay where the mind wants to go slash where you let it go ah, by I the mighty yes the follow-up to my number one album of 2015 can you name now... a song off of that album which one where you want it to go where your mind let it go oh there there it is there's it's my there. mind i found it <laughs> it's on the shelf no because i haven't listened to it since 2017 at least i could say i listened to connector okay. between 2015 and now <laughs> Um, so but if you no, didn't listen to it from now and then, how did I, it drop all the way down that way? Because I listened to it again oh, okay. once more. I hadn't listened to it again. But it went from a 9 out of 11 down to a 7. I feel like now I'm on par with most of everybody else's feelings about that album. Yeah. So there it is. Again, um, that's another album. It's not a bad album. It's just, it's just not the no, best. not the best. I dropped Dream Car down one click. Ah, from remember nine, Dream Car? 9 to an 8 out of 12. 
Man, Gwen Stefani is looking terrible. He says. It's a good album, but it's only an 8 out of 12. How did Gwen Stefani grow that weird mustache? Paris? <laughs> I like the way you put it on the podcast. All we know of heaven, all we need of hell, but earth is kind of okay, too. <laughs> <laughs> I did not re-listen to this one, but I'm just keeping it at the 7 out of 10. I listened to it yesterday. Fair? It's kind of boring. Okay. Yeah, there's some bangers on it. Okay. The album itself is kind of boring. It was in your top 10. Is it, it no longer? It was never in my top ten. It was oh. in my honorable mentions, actually. Wow, I thought it was in your top ten. Yeah. Yeah. Speak the truth even if your vote shakes. Everyone you love will slip away from you. Still a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Is that a cry for help or is that the name of an album? I forgot. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, let's see. Linkin Park bumped up one spot ah. to a seven out of ten. Mm. I mean, I, it was a seven out of ten, ten initially. Yeah. But I bumped it above Speak the Truth. Is it the dead factor? Is it the fact that I watched the heavy video and it was kind of cool? I the don't know. The heavy video is pretty cool. I don't know. Would I have liked the video if Chester was still alive? Probably not. I, it's it, okay that like real world circumstances affects your um, your your like or dislike of an album. That's I would like to believe fine. that. Yeah. I don't don't read the if you read the comments you're just gonna cry. It's pretty sad. Yeah. Don't read don't read it. the comments on YouTube. They're all positive. Yeah. But they're all just but they like still want to make like. I get it. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Lord's Melodrama. Yes. Another still. album that I revisited and I and like a lot more. You like a lot more? Yeah. Okay. I still gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah. I still enjoy it. Manchester Orchestra's A Black Mile to the Surface. An album that I bumped off of my top 10. Whoa. Yeah. Did you drop it down to number 17 like me? Let's just say yes. Okay. <laughs> Paramore's After Laughter. I kept it solid at a 9 out of 12 after listening to it again. Still love that... Uh, that Aaron from that, Me Without You song. Yeah, that's a great Ooh. song. One of the best songs. It brings that, that album score back around. is so high, depending. I mean, we just talked about how that whole middle of the album is not that good. I know. But it's like one of those four songs that okay. I mentioned. Lights, Skin and Earth, <gasps> yes. 15, 9 out of 12. Still good. Story of the Year, getting its proper discussion. Wolves. Since it came out after we had done our recording yeah, in We unfortunately did not give that album a fair shake. 9 out of 12 as well. Damn good album. Damn good. Ghost Atlas, ah. my number 13 album. All is in sync and there is nothing left to sing about. God but damn. we're going to sing about it anyway. There might be some days this could be a perfect album. This album's great. But I picked at it and gave it a 9 out of 12. But <laughs> Shout out to Dave for recommending this album to us. I am, I am quite after, smitten with this band. Yeah, after our 2017 list. This was one that like Dave recommended to Mike. Mike listened to, Mike gloated about it and how wonderful it was, and I just sat there waiting for it to be um, to, to, to show up in my Dropbox. You know, there are many <laughs> forms of communication that you have. You have that phone that you have in your hand. There's you have one. the Facebook that I'm looking at right Sometimes. now. You know, Sometimes. You can always tell me to give you albums. Just saying. Just saying. Ghost Atlas. Can't Pretty good album. expect me to remember all of your album recommendations. Number 12? Yeah. Sammy K. Oh. The Untitled Album. The album that we listened to because we were going to go check out a certain lead singer. No. What? This one was was recommended to us by a fellow Brian Fallon fan that I don't remember his name. Oh. Because he said, what do you guys think of Sammy Kay and Dave House having new albums coming out this year? And we were like, who? <laughs> was that in line? While we were... No, this was... Just, he messaged us. You'd oh, you're right. You have to old emails. That's I have no idea right. who it was in hindsight. Oh, but, you're right. But yeah, he, uh, uh, somebody, one of our listeners of the show, yeah. And then when I reviewed it on the podcast, Sammy K himself messaged us to say thanks for the good review. Yeah. And I was like, hey, we'd love to talk to you soon. And, and he then he's like, us. what? <laughs> and he ghost Atlas us. He ghost Atlas us. 
Damn you, Sammy K! But this is a good album by Mr. Sammy K. Yeah. Eight out of ten. You're right, yeah. It's a 12. That is a good one. Or it's number 12. And then, Staying Strong at number 11, Circus Survive with The Amulet. Wow, that's a that's high praise. Yeah, eight out of ten. Finally, a good album from Circus Survive. That was our last album. Do you have any other, like, 20 through 11s? Well... I've got a lot. <laughs> Did you know that Crazy 88 released th- no less than three EPs, two cover EPs, and one orig- one EP full of original tracks? No. It's actually pretty good. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you like set kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Ghost Atlas. Great stuff. Uh, Code Like War by We Came As Romans. Great stuff. Feel Something by Movements. Great stuff. Uh, Vise with it's No right. Consequence. The new, uh, the, finally some new songs oh, from yes. Vise. Um, great stuff. No consequence EP. Yeah. Uh, wolf and bear, both the wolf and the bear. Yes. Everything is going gray. Another recommendation from Dave. Damn good album. Remember we had two albums called wolves this year. That's right. And then you throw in wolf and bear just to make it confusing. Every time I listen to either of those wolves album from rise against and, or, um, story of the year, like my music player will play them both. (laughs) So like, <laughs> back to back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's very confusing. Uh, Perverse, All We Know of Heaven. I, 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 I threw that into like an album that I really liked. Yes. Despite its boringness. <laughs> Manchester Orchestra, A Black Mile to the Surface, bumped off of my original top ten. Whoa. Again, another album that was bumped off my top ten. Punk Goes Pop 7. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Nobody you needs your collection of great songs. <laughs> compilation crap. Day Seeker, with Ooh. Dreaming is Seeking. Waking is rising. Eating is also good, too. <laughs> and everything in between. Eating uh, can be enjoyable. Daniel's number six, he gave that a 4.8 out of five. Almost a perfect album. I'm sure, still if, I'm sure if Dave were still here with us amongst men that haven't <laughs> killed himself because he's got 17 children, he would say that's probably in his top five. Probably. Yeah. It's still my number four. Oh, wow. It stayed Damn. my number four. That's but for you, it's still not in your top ten. No, dude. I, you just I, I can't do it. There's ten mother albums that I just right. love more. It's a great You're album. Number 11. Really looking forward to their new one in September? October? I can't remember what's coming out. I'm ready. Uh, I'm not going to give it to you just because you're so passive-aggressive okay, about fine. not... <laughs> can we really quickly say the follow-up album from Captain We're Sinking? Oh, the, sure. The King of No Man? Go for it. I gave it a 7 out of 11. Nice. It's number 28 on my list. Slushy out of 10. Uh, yes. How to Tear Apart the Ones You Love EP by one Corey Wells. Yes. Is this another thing that like he wiped from the internet and only we have? I don't know. I haven't I could have sworn this is lately. like his his first like official signed stuff. This is the one because he was like featured on K-Rock's indie acoustic thing yeah. for like several months in a row. And then he released this EP to coincide with that. Right. I have no idea where it is now. It's on my iTunes. Well, we so have it. We it's have probably it. out there if you want it as well. It's uh, wonderful. Rise Against with Wolves, one of three Wolves albums. Yes. Uh, yeah, this was an album I was really looking forward to because I thought, hell yeah, a post-Trump Rise Against album. And there's like one song about Trump. <laughs> was there even one? Yeah. There's a, <laughs> How many a, walls must they yeah, build the wall, up? How many song. times till you eat in the couch? Lincoln, <laughs> Lincoln Park with One More Light. A very emotional album. If you listen okay. to it now. Didn't make your top ten. No. Dream Car with Dream Car. A Lot Like Birds with Debussy. Eternity Forever with Fantasy EP. One damn amazing man. song. Four all right songs. Three pretty damn Three songs. all right songs. Uh, the Never Smith, to be heard from again. The Smith Street Band. Oh, yeah. More scared of you than you are of me. 
As hey. Mike pers- described it, it's the jolliest album of the year. Damn, it's jolly. Yeah, damn, it's good. I still gave it a 9 out of 10, and it's, or an 11 out of 12, and it's my number three album. Damn right. Good. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, the it's an- still not on your top 10. That's fine. It's all right. It's always my number 11. They're all These are all my number 11s. Uh, the Annex with Ephemeral. Ooh. Now, this, well, this is like a... Imagine if like 90s Nine Inch Nails still made music today and like modernized it with today's trends and stuff. Okay. So it's pretty good if anyone wants to check it out. It's like Skrillex making a Trent Reznor album. That's good. That's a really good description. Uh, Fuck you like an animal. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, JT Woodruff with his first solo album, Lonesome, California Core. Still my number 10. Nice. Very still good. good. Still great. If you like generic metalcore, I do. You, you can't <laughs> do much worse than Palisades with Palisades. It's uh, uh, pretty good. I mean, if you like generic metalcore, it's probably the best of the generic metalcore okay. scene. Um, so, which leaves us to our top ten. The genericest. Yeah. If that's Should, a official term. Yeah. Did you want to go th- well, go through them? I already mentioned Officially. JT. JT is still there. All-time low, dropping down one. To your number 10? To number nine. Oh, okay. With Last Young Renegade. Which is still, my number 10. Still fun. Yeah. Still very fun to listen to. Little um, Nightmares. What's that? Little Nightmares. Little Nightmares. Oh. It's just Nightmares, I think. Oh, it's Nightmares. Little Nightmares is from another album. We'll talk about another oh, year. That's true. <laughs> Silverstein's Dead Reflection, number eight. Which is my number nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was originally my number three. Dropped down to number nine. Tiger's Jaw, ah, Spin, still your number 11? Number 11. It's a good one. <laughs> Holy moly, what a great album. Thank you, Daniel. And As we're always. Gonna, we're going to see them in October. November. October. November. What? November 11th is the show we, that you're talking about that we haven't announced the world yet. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see them. <laughs> <laughs> um, my new number six, AFI. Oh, the blood album. There you go. Bumping all the way up to a 12 out of 14. That's my number six as well. Oh my God. What the hell is going on? That means we got the same number five still as we did in 2017. No, nothing nowhere. No. Oh, it's not number five anymore. That got bumped up. Bumped up. Yeah. Holy moly. I still kept it number five. Still Scully is a song I don't like. And, uh, then day seeker number four, Smith street band. Number three. Oh, whoo. Brand new. Number two. And the once in future and always number one. The correct number one. Yes. After I was, the party. I was going to ask if you flipped them at all or oh, flipped anything God, out. no. I'm just making sure. Oh, my God. It's the only time we've got, had the same yeah. number two and number one. Amazing. And After the Party is an amazing, life-changing album. It it's, has to be. Yeah. And I, I, I get happy every time I hear Charlie's Army because mm-hmm. I know how happy it makes you. Yeah. It's just... it's, it's Even when you say it's not the best song on the album, but it's my number, you know, blah, 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 song of the Adam, year. It's we'll, confusing. We'll get but... <laughs> there. All right? We'll get there. It's that, confusing. Spoiler alert. But it I makes, changed it. It makes me happy. I changed it. Stop shaming me on my own show. Damn. How many overlaps did we get this time? Well, let's, go, let's, let's go over it one more time. So number 10 for me. All time low with the last young renegade. Okay, there's one. Uh, number nine for me, uh, Silverstein, Dead Reflection, dropping all the way down to number nine. Okay. Still a great number album. Two. What, what was it before? Number three. Number three. Yeah. Dang, still a great album. Number eight, a new edition. My first of uh, my first of two new editions. Oh. The Dark Divine by Like Mods to Flame. 
What? Really? 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 When was the last time you listened to it? In 2017. Exactly. And I said it was a six out of eleven. <laughs> <laughs> and then you looked. You told me that sounds about right. Right. This is the best that they've ever done. The bar was low, <laughs> and you exceeded that. Correct. <laughs> but and now it's your number seven. With the benefit of hindsight, actually, actually absorbing their lyrics and okay. absorbing what it means to certain listeners. Yes. I was able to appreciate it on a much wider scale. Okay. This Dark Divine album is very similar to a plot in you and how they completely changed, well, not completely, or how they refined their sound and made it better album. Yeah, a much better album. So Dark Divine, number eight, Okay. where it belongs. Holy moly. Number six. We're going to redo this list in 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Dropping all the way down to number 30. Number seven for me. Number seven. Skin and Earth by Lights. Oh, it's still on there. It's still on there. It's It's still still good. I want to say my second favorite Lights album. You take away the off-putting nature of the comic book and how that weaves into the songs. If you just listen to the album on its own, really, really great, well-written songs. None of that cringy pop ditties that Adam seems to be annoyed with her son. You know, like Toes and... Up we go, up we go. Yeah, Up We we Go go and stuff like that. And on like Little Machines, it's just the first three tracks on that album that I don't like. And the rest of it... (laughs) Solid gold. The next 10 out of 14 or 11 out of 14 is great. Number six... The Blood Album by AFI. Oh, same as me, exactly. Vampire Core. My new number five. Vamper. My new number five, (gasps) which is, of course, is going to be Daniel's number one. Number one. Julian Baker with Turn Turn Off the Lights. Well. Where did that, I know you said that her 2015 album is a lot. I don't like that album as much as Sprained Ankle. Right. It gets lost in the middle and redeems itself on the ends, but I still gave it a seven out of eleven, and it's my number twenty-six. Okay, all right. Well, you, at least you like it. Yes. Yeah. Like Moths of Flames, number thirty-five. <laughs> at least you like it. <laughs> number four for right. me. Uh, this album ended up being, I'm going to say, one of my favorites of all time. All thanks to a recommendation from one Dave. Yes. Sufferer. Sufferer. It's still there. It's still there. It's, it's gonna probably going to always be there. I love the theme. I love the well-executed concept of this album. Yes. One singer is anxiety. One one singer is depression and how they clash and how they and I try read to the ruin lyrics. this person's life. I read the lyrics and I don't get it. You don't get it. Mental health nope. professional, everyone. Nope. <laughs> like I said, with 1975, it's a bunch of sentences thrown together. <laughs> <laughs> Making some pretty awesome aggressive music yeah. at times. Sure. 45% of the time. At least you like it. <laughs> number three, dropping all the way up Ooh. to number three, Nothing Nowhere uh, uh, with Reaper. Still damn good. I think out of all 10 of these albums, Reaper is the one that I've actually listened to the most. I encourage somebody to check out Nothing Nowhere. Yeah. Because he was telling me that he enjoys listening to kind of underground hip hop. Yeah. That has like a mental health flair and, you know, like, but he's telling me about artists he listens to that things get better for them. Sure. I was like, you might like this Nothing Nowhere guy, but it, it, it he's still in the darkness. There, yeah. There, there's nothing that's getting better for him. Yeah. He's, he's definitely <laughs> enabling a lot of depression in <laughs> kids. So. It doesn't get any better on his no. albums. No. But do you want to hear songs about like a dude who wants to lay on the freeway and wait for a semi to run him over? That's, that's in 2018. Year. That's next year, but you might <laughs> but like this, this Nothing even Nowhere kid. You know. Molheimer. Dying in a basement and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> number two, number one, 
science fiction, and after the party. I'm, we, we haven't talked too much about Brand New for no. the past couple of years. And, you know, because they fell off the face of the earth. stink of accusations that kind of looms over this album, unfortunately. At the end of 2017. 2017. Nothing since. No. So I but, guess um, everything, is all, everything is all better now. Everything's all, you know, easy peasy now. Yes. Um, I, I even went on, like, maybe like a few months ago, um, Jesse Lacey's wife is like uh, a public figure on like Instagram. She does like photography or whatever. She, she seems very happy with um with um Jesse Lacey. And you trust what people put on social media as being? Of course, absolutely. <laughs> no exactly one. Why would somebody lie on Instagram? Up the wazoo. No, but I think one thing that we do have to imagine. understand that it's their relationship, and if they've worked out whatever issues that they've that they've had in the past for something he did 16 years ago right for something that he did a long time ago probably before he knew her then like you know if everything's cool and copacetic now then like sure he's i'm not, not gonna get more music huh he's not gonna make any more music yeah i mean he he, he works up. at panera bread now <laughs> or wherever the fuck he works i don't know simple simons simple simons <laughs> i met him yesterday he's a great guy he made me a sandwich uh yeah no great great top Still tens great. great albums all all, yeah, album, all around too the album we needed from brand new yeah to send them off into the abyss and the album we needed from the menzingers the too. menzingers wow. album were you expecting it to be as good as it was I was only hoping because mm. you know we we said in 2014 yeah. that Rented World was like our least favorite Benzinger's album, even though it's my number two and it was <laughs> yeah. in your top ten, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what number it was. Yeah, but it's still like it, it was. It felt like not as epic. It was the get hurt for the Menzingers. right? Yeah. So I was hoping that they wouldn't just kind of coast on rented world sound oh, for dude. the rest of time. And they like bumped it up hardcore. And I know you haven't listened to them, but the two singles they've released now for hello exile, not, not even bothering. They're fucking incredible. That's dude. What you and Daniel keep saying. They're fucking and incredible. And I'm, I'm not, I'm way, I'm not I'm, trying to overhype it for you. Those songs are fucking incredible. Does the album come out in October, October something in middle right. of October. That's so. why, that's why it's good. We're going to the show to see Woo! them in, Nobe- in November. Apparently I thought it was October. November 11th. I bought that ticket a long time ago. <laughs> the day they came out. Hopefully uh, we're going. I have something of importance to tell you about that what? later. We'll have to talk about it off air. Oh, no. It's all my wife's fault. Oh, God. But we'll figure that out. Adam. We might have to go on the Sunday before. But I'm just saying. We already bought the tickets. That's the problem. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. We'll talk about it soon. Well, best songs then. How about best, best songs. songs? Best songs. Did anything change? Because nothing changed. Oh, yes, of course. Something changed. Okay. Something major changed. Uh, I, I, so major I, I, yeah, so I changed one song. We hinted at that a little bit earlier. I changed, I changed one song to the song it actually should be. <laughs> uh, I made, I made a, a major change uh, with a new artist and a new song. And then I just kind of moved some stuff around because I put these in a playlist and I decided, you know, with two years on, like this is the correct order. From now on... When we do our best songs of the year list, can yeah. you just use my iTunes rather than making a playlist on YouTube Why? that show that has ads oh. and and whatever well, stupid use... bullshit they have at the beginning of a music video? Well, I use <laughs> I've been using my uh, Google Play Music. That I'm just saying, have ads on it. If it's an album that I have, okay, just use my iTunes. But then I have to scroll, and it's like, uh, oh, I know. It's so I like sad. have I like just hitting next, bro. <laughs> I like 
I like <laughs> is that te- what it says? Next, bro. <laughs> yeah, I like teeing up the next song with my epic write-up and then hitting play at the opportune moment remember, for, for effect. Remember when Jennifer Garner was all over our countdown list because her Garnier Fruitis, man. My hair has never felt more luscious. Capital of, One commercial. Oh, that's right. It was Capital One. We're the beginning of every single song that Mike had to play. Well, since then, I've only been using Google Play Music. Okay, and we'll use Spotify from now on. There you Proud go. Proud sponsors. No, Spotify, unless you use the premium, that will definitely have ads. Okay. Yeah. Have you might be listening to ads right now if you're listening to the show on Spotify. We could use some of that, Skrilla. I don't know. Give it to us. We can use all 80 cents that they kicked out. Hell yeah. TV. Sure. I could use a fry from from Burger King. <laughs> so I did not change anything, but let's go ahead and hear your Okay, well, then list. I made some changes. Let me go through go this. Number 12, Jets to Peru. A little acoustic right. ditty by uh, right. uh, by Senses Fail. Everybody's cute favorite. little love, cute little three minute love song about <laughs> Buddy Nielsen and his wife. Exactly. Uh, number eleven, Vampire Core with "She Speaks the Language" by AFI. That's... Now I know. Is that one? Yeah. Yeah. This must be love. Uh, number little ten. Red drops upon my cuff. Red red drops upon my cuff. Number ten. <laughs> This is oh I, I changed this song too actually clarity and kerosene is now my favorite song off of uh, nothing nowhere's reaper oh which track is that I can't finding remember. clarity and kerosene I just generating all these memories a hollow body like a figurine is love and death but this one's in between somewhere at the beginning. Yeah, it's like track two or okay. three or something like that. Yes. Great damn song, man. Great damn song. Great damn song. Better than Blackheart. Apparently. Yes. <laughs> that now it is. Yes. Two years on. <laughs> now it is. Fantasy. Wait, did, did you have anything on your best of lists from Nothing Nowhere in the past? Yes. It was the song with... Um, Chris Carrabba. Chris Carrabba. Right. Yeah. I recall. I, re- I, I remember saying, this is the song that represents exactly what this album is all about. Yes. Yeah. But now... But Clarity... Doesn't... Get out of here, Chris Carrabba. <laughs> Clarity and kerosene. Yes. I want to... I want to burn you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to burn you alive. Yeah. Something like that. Your entrails. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy, the sexiest song on my on my playlist by yes, Eternity is. Forever. Yes. Fuck, that song is sexy as fuck. I think that song is going to be on our wedding, I think. No, uh, please don't start consummating the marriage finally <laughs> during that song. Get the power, I hear Can't keep the Get the power, Liability. By Lord, uh, yes. one of the most like emotional songs on that album. Incredible, uh, incredible song. Great it little. Makes you hurt. Yeah, I'm so hurt. So. I dance by myself. <laughs> uh, nightmares, of course. We are the gayest of gay boys. Whenever we listen to this gay song, it's still a good song, man. Yeah, such so good. I, yeah, I, I worry. By All Time Low, by the way. What will become of All Time Low after this album? But whatever, it is what it is. We'll always have nightmares. We'll always have nightmares. Chapter eight. Which apparently there's an t- actual title. Yeah, this, did we um, ever figure out the actual names? I don't care. I like them. In, I like them in chapters. <laughs> By Sufferer. Okay. Uh, this is the song that has that uh, take, 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 take. What you got, 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 got. I, I love that because it also like hammers in like the relentlessness of depression and anxiety. Yes, yes it does. Metaphors, man. Metaphors. Adam, he reads it. He's like, I don't get it. Okay, this is annoying. <laughs> uh, a new. It hurts my head. Again, because it hammers it into it. Uh, a, a, a new entry into my top 12 songs of the year. The song yes. Happy to Be Here by Julian Baker. Oh. That's the song where she's 
describing her brain um, as if an electrician went in there right. and like rewired stuff. Yes. And why not me? If everyone else is okay, why not, not me? Not the biggest fan of that song, but oh, that's okay. Damn it! That's okay. Damn it, right? damn it! You can believe. I believe. Believe you must. Number four, Heavy, the heaviest song off of, the emotionally heaviest song off of uh, Linkin Park's One More Light. Of course. And of course, with the have context. Have you seen the video? I have. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's sad. It's, it's very, very sad. sad. It's, a song, it's a sad boy song for sad boys. Sad boys. Some sad boys kill sad themselves boys. because their best friend dies in a very similar fashion. Exactly. Ugh. I don't want to talk about it. No. Don't <laughs> Number three. do it. <laughs> Number three, the actual best song off of this album. Oh. You win, Adam. After the party. Yes. <laughs> By the men singers. <laughs> well, was was Charlie's Army at the time? Was it just, I don't know, it was just so giddy. And... Charlie's, whenever, Char- it's still true to this day. Whenever Charlie's Army comes on, that song makes me so happy, just like that whole album makes me. Okay. So I felt like, you know what? I got to put the song that makes me the happiest. Okay. But is, is it the best song? No. After the party is the best song. It's got to be. You win, Adam. Yes. <laughs> still. Number two. Could never be heaven, by bring me the uh, by brand new. Bring <laughs> me the new. <laughs> bring me the brand new, please. <laughs> oh my gosh, so what a hauntingly so beautiful song! It's That's really the- weird. Even after taking a couple of years off from that album, yeah. it still doesn't feel like it's an hour long. No, it, it, it's it, crazy, and that, and, that, and that showcases how good songwriters mm-hmm. that they are, and how great the pacing of that album is. And number one for Shelley. By a lot like birds. Still, like there's, it's still the makes best song of the cry. year. There's, it, there's, there's lyrics in there that hit me so hard. Even though I can't relate to them personally, I just empathize with it so much that it just brings me close to tears. Sometimes two tears. It's a and, weird thing because this band didn't break up until you know 2018, right? Yeah. So, you know, when they made the song and how emotional everything was, it's like they could have written this. They could have. But, you know, being in a band is not easy to do. No. And these guys haven't done much. I'd rather just scream about emotional problems. Is he? Are they touring with Sufferer right now? They did one show at um, Chain Reaction, and I wanted to go to that, but it was on mm-hmm. a weekday. Mm-hmm. But So I just watched it on YouTube. Like, somebody, like, officially, yes. like, like not it's not somebody's camera footage. It's somebody, like, actually filming ah, the thing. Okay. Oof, they were rough. Not bad. Or not good, I mean. Not good. Oof, but, okay. um... Dave has actually said that he's seen them. I don't know if he's seen them live or seen footage of them where they went like to the East Coast or something. Mm-hmm. He said they got much better. I think they, so. That night at, okay. at Chain Reaction, which was their first show together as a band, was just a bad day. I guess sounds like yeah. it. Sometimes bands have bad days. It happens. So mine stayed the same. Refresh our memories, please. So I had you know Chapter Two as one of my honorable mentions. Nice uh, from Sufferer and Happy Being Miserable. As one of my honorable mentions. Correct. The only good song, really, from that album, by Newfound Glory. Yeah. Uh, Run by the Foo Fighters, number 12. Mm-hmm. Young Once by the Smith Street Band. And we were young once. So it's everyone. What's going to become of that band now, after all of the allegations? Did you, did you read the statement? I did. I read all 18 pages yeah. of it, and I, I don't know what that any of that means. Basically, his life got ruined because some like a hyper-feminist Nazi girl was like, 
that he used to bone. Yes. Yeah, that he used to bone was like, and he wrote he, he this was entire me- album about breaking up with. Yeah, her, and he was like, he was mean to me. And like, I read those me. emails. They're emotional really, abuse, man. Yeah, like emotional I read those abuse. emails. They're <laughs> shitty emails, and he said shitty things to her. But you don't need to like accuse him of sexual assault. So beneath you by AFI <laughs> is a really good song this year. Thank you for taking me out of that hole. <laughs> My number ten, Atheacore, carved from stone, uh, day seeker. I am a, I am a sculpture carved from stone. What a great song by a great band, and I hope, hope, hope everything continues good for them. Oh, uh, the single off of that new album, baby, Nightmares by All Time Low. <laughs> is it Nightmares level? This new Dayseeker single, single. Well, the new Dayseeker single doesn't make doesn't make my penis hard. Oh, it just makes my like, it just makes me like. Oh, it's so fucking good. But, like nightmares by All Time Low makes my penis hard. Okay. Yeah, in a gay sort of way. It's a great song. It's always good. It always kicks me in the nards. Yeah. Chapter three by Sufferer. Yeah. Chapter three. Whatever the real name is, we'll never know. There's no, There's way, no to way to out. find out. I tried I to Google it once and I couldn't find it and the and the search stopped there. <laughs> so I never went back. <laughs> well, Dave has proof that there's names. I right. guess it's on Spotify maybe. Okay. I don't use Spotify. I don't We care. trust in Spotify. Thank you, Spotify. Spotify, for all of your skinny needs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for hosting us, Spotify. I don't use you. <laughs> My number six song would be Lookers. Ooh, what a good ooh, song! Both lookers by the Menzingers. Love it every single time. It's like Lookers, your 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 wild years, mm-hmm. and the song I'll mention later are the three, the three like cornerstones of that album. Mm-hmm. Um, same the logic slash teeth by Brand New. Yeah, so damn good. Black Heart by Nothing Nowhere. Mm. Num- number four. Cold blood, black. I can see the lies in your eyes, and it's hard. Exactly. To act like I'm fine, but sad. it's but I, so sad. I'm so sad. So sad. One three seven by Brand New. Oh, so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> it's so good, but so sad, and I love it. Could never be heaven without you by Brand New. It's so sad. So sad. <laughs> After the party by the Menzingers. It's so sad. Every time I listen to that song, it's always the once in future number one song. Why? Do you think that should have been the final track? I like the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it it always has that feeling of wanting more since it's only two choruses and then the song just, you know, fades out with the and like no, we we can do a bridge or something, right guys? Come on. Like I said, four and a half minutes in, like it's not over yet. The way I've been thinking about um that song and then whatever the final track is, um that the the album ends at after the party. And that final track is the epilogue. Because, mm. you know, he doesn't get a happy ending a at the end. Who would think living would be easy. Yeah, living ain't easy. Yeah. Maybe it'll tie into Hello Exile somehow. Oh, I'm not Adam, sure. Adam, those two songs are so good. Well, we'll see where those end up in the in the track listing. It's so good, man. So good. It's so good. I think it starts with the first single, Anna, which you okay. haven't listened to, so. No. You don't have zero, zero excitement for. I know Anna from... Uh, Bad flower, but that's just a song about the glories of Xanax. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that later in the year, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do an episode after we. So we got one more of these to do, 
And then maybe we should do like a catch-up episode on all the albums that we've neglected to At talk about. At this stage of the year, it's almost September. Should we just wait? No. Until the end of the year? Like no. why? We, why should we rehash the albums now and then talk about them? Literally, what else are we gonna do? Two the months end of later, the year? review we, actual albums. We can talk about our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about that shit. Everyone <laughs> wants to hear about albums. Those, the, those are the episodes that do the best. Well, all I can say is congratulations, Daniel, to your Nats. They're about to sweep the Cubs three straight games at Wrigley Field. What inning is it at? It's going into the bottom of the seventh, and they just scored three runs to take a three-run lead. And Throw the iPod in the bin, dude. iPad in the bin. Apparently, it's over. We don't need it. It's over. Um, Do we have anything else? Did it feel like I didn't share enough this year? I mean, if it wasn't a ve- that eventful of a year, it might not have been. Like, Emotionally, you, it was eventful. Did you, I come across on paper? I don't feel like I did in the same. No, way. I was just a little like sad. I was like, "Oh, you, you thought I wasn't hanging out with you enough?" Because you know, I, you, I I take things very very personally. <laughs> you emotionally disappeared into your relationship. Correct. Physically, you were there. Yes. Emotionally, I have no idea. Again, I was just daydreaming like, about my wife. To red me. hair, curly, <laughs> it's green eyes, and the green. And the vegans and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It That's was, a, but, but in hindsight, it was a good year, and your fly is down. Was that, I don't know. If that was Only on partially. Okay. Only partially. He's trying to get his dick out further. It's for one you, of those, you folks. These are these are shorts where it doesn't like to stay up. Oh, okay. So if you want it down, I can go further. Oh, I can go maybe even we should, further. Maybe we should uh, end this podcast right here. Well, thank you guys. Thank you again so much for checking out this episode. Uh, and, and again, I want to remind you guys that we are on Spotify. So if that is easier for you to digest this show, please subscribe to us there. We That's fine. <laughs> it's just another way to do it. Does that mean uh, I need to create a Spotify account? Yes, please. And then subscribe to us. It'll just boost our one. numbers. My wife has one. Will she subscribe to us? Probably not. You should just you should like sneak onto her account and like put it on there so like the show yeah, just randomly yeah <laughs> randomly the show will start exactly uh, so tune in in the next couple of weeks and we will be talking about 2018 I know it was just it was just like nine months ago I'm not sure because I didn't talk too in depth about what happened to me sure that year right it got bad really it got bad it oh, got boy. really bad okay like like bad like property destruction kind of bad oh my god do i want to talk about that with you people i don't know maybe you can talk do i even about know it. you people yes have i ever met any of you you know all of them <laughs> all one million seven hundred thousand of them i'm scared mike i'm scared that's okay you don't you share what you're comfortable with man okay fine yeah that's what the people want this is our therapy session you and me it might be yeah okay and i also want to remind you this is your idea <laughs> <laughs> and now what eight episodes in you're regretting that decision now <laughs> i didn't cry this time around no it was a it was a good year for both of us yes. i'd say we'll yeah. take it we'll put it that way yeah so ho- i hope you guys had a good year as well it sounds like daniel didn't have a very good year uh, for 2017 no but, i mean uh, he doesn't need to like like prep us with how long his life story will be it's literally like a paragraph yeah it's and and you can make it as long as you want buddy it's fine that's true that's true so anyway we're not gonna think it's too long we will talk to you guys in the next couple of weeks stay subscribed to us on whatever platform you have uh leave us a review yeah and whatever you can that that, that'll help us a lot that's all we ask thank you yeah and tell your friends bye